You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey guys, do you like heavy metal? Do you like video games, comic books, movies, theme parks, or even cool TV shows? We've got the place for you. Metal Geeks. Time to rock out with your geek out. Here are your hosts, Carrie the Metal Geek, Dave, and George. Geek it out, fellas. Welcome, my friends, to episode number 227. Oh, my. 227. You guys remember that show, right? No. No. What? what okay, what, maybe feel what, old. What is that right a reference to? What's that? What is that a reference to? It was a TV show with like Jack A. Harris. You know, you guys don't remember that? Nope. Is it 227, the actual name of the yes. show? Yes. 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 Was, I, 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 I watched it. I watched it. It was great. That, <laughs> that's our very special guest right here. We're going to get, uh, let's, let's give introductions to everybody. Uh, George is here with us. Hey, hello. Hey, George. And Brutal Dave is here. Evening. And we have a very special guest. I've been wanting to have you on, on the show for a long time. It's Mr. Brian Ripper from All About the Mouse podcast. Hey, and I, I'm sorry. I, I wasn't going to speak before being introduced, but when it got to the point to where like no one else <laughs> knew two two seven, I had to I had to chime in. So when I lived in an apartment for one year, uh, it, it, and our apartment was two two seven. We got a kick out of that. So, so what is this? Quick. What is what is? Yeah, it? break it down. What is two two seven? It was a uh, it was just a eighties uh, like sitcom type of show bad and it was an apartment what? and the, i think the, yeah, the apartment, the apartment address was two oh, okay. seven yeah okay yeah you know, yeah and there was, was you know, like, there was like, like you know was, company or something or what's what's the deal you'll have to you have to look it up on Picture. like on, on youtube it's very yeah it's very maybe, 80s maybe though. more maybe more along the lines of like Cosby show and, you know, like they're sure. hanging out and, uh, you know, kind of like, I, I forget where it was located, but oh. it was like a brownstone apartment building. And, you know, there's a lady hanging out the window, just kind of like hanging out and they'd like sit on the steps and talk and, you know, noisy, stuff would go down. But yeah, it went for, it went for five seasons. Yeah. Yep. Oh my goodness. Seems one season too many, if you ask me. <laughs> you don't, you don't know Jack A. Harris? I mean, Jack A., come on. Oh. <laughs> I think she's, she's more popular for doing Hollywood Squares now, but. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. <laughs> well, I, I watch Hollywood show. Squares. Yes. Welcome to the show, everybody. Um, we're going we're gonna to be interviewing Brian and talking more about his podcast, but I, I wanted to start off the show and, and say, as we're recording this, happy life day to everybody. <laughs> happy, happy life day to you. Is it officially life day today? It is officially life day today, which is uh, such a weird thing that uh, Disney is making merchandise for now. Yes, I sent uh, y'all some pictures last really week. Yeah, I, yeah. kind of. I actually, as stupid as fucking the Christmas special was, that Life Day orb looks kind of fucking cool. I got the I got the Chewbacca Funko. I had to. Oh, the, nice. the orb one. Do they have the, the grandpa on the VR headset jerking at <laughs> that lady dancing? <laughs> they don't. Give them time though. They might. What was the grandpa's name? Scruffy. Um, and the son was lumpy, right? Yeah. yeah, lumpy was the son. I don't remember what the grandpa's name was. Since we can't remember, I think we're gonna have to watch it again this year. To, to <laughs> oh, no, I don't memories. think so, man. <laughs> Brian, have you ever seen the Star Wars holiday Christmas special? 
I actually haven't. I mean, I it's it's epic and it like it, I've heard so much about it, but I've never I've never seen it. But it is legendary, and so I, well, we need I know to uh, remedy about, that. This year, I you're you're really missing out. <laughs> it's definitely a sight to behold. There, it has we get long bouts of boredom for sure. And it, it, besides the uh, the old Wookie um, masturbating in the home. Um, you have B. Arthur and uh, <laughs> Harvey Corman singing together in the cantina. You also and, got Luke Skywalker in the world's heaviest makeup. <laughs> yeah, right after the the accident, apparently <laughs> he got into uh, a car and, accident or something, right? Yeah, like right before that. Um, and then you had the very first appearance of Boba Fett, actually. Well, what Disney Plus has done there, they've taken that cartoon that introduced Boba Fett, and they've actually made that they've canonized that and put it on the Disney Plus. Uh, channel yeah it's like the, it's, it's on standalone the, it's on the disney now. vintage yeah it's on the disney yeah, vintage, the vintage collection. collection it's it's yeah. really like the only thing at all worth watching of the, <laughs> of the christmas no it's control. the only entertaining part besides <laughs> yeah. lumpy almost getting killed and grandpa jerking it and trying to guess <laughs> how, really... how much coke is everyone on to get through this a, a lot whoa <laughs> There were there were a few dilated pupils on on oh, yeah. on set. There is definitely, definitely a plot to the uh, Christmas special, right? Like, wasn't like some dude like a repairman for uh, trying to fix something, and then he like comes across Chewy and is like he's gonna sell him out, but then somehow has a change of heart or some shit like that. Yep, and the Imperials show up, and oh they, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't have a holiday special for Star Wars without Stormtroopers. It's true. And Han Solo randomly showing up. Part of his contract, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Harrison wanted to murder himself after Because this that. was, this came out like a year after the movie, like in 78. Mm-hmm. So. I, it was in, like, they're about to go into production for Empire Strikes Back, I believe. Sure. Yeah. Brian, please um, watch it. <laughs> I, I, I will. I, I'm don't so I'm just sitting here thinking and like wow th- this sounds awful when people complain about ep- episodes you know the prequels and the <laughs> episode well, seven eight nine it's like there's a well, man there's I, a I know, this sounds pretty awful <laughs> in seventy eight seventy nine when you don't have anything except for the one Star Wars movie you're like <laughs> yeah there's a mouth. Or any Star Wars. There's movie. also a really good reason why, like <laughs> the second it finished airing, the moment it finished airing, that everyone pretended like it didn't happen. Like Lucasfilm was like, well, "What Christmas Lucas special? What are you talking that. about? That we didn't like do the, a Christmas special." That, that was the magic of TV back then. It's like it aired once, and that was it yep. for a long. It's not well, like now because like, Lucas bought every single like uh, film or whatever, right? He's like. We're never putting that back out there. We're never going to talk about this. This was a terrible, terrible idea. It's like Bruno. Yes. They just don't talk about it. They, don't talk <laughs> about they will, uh, they will pull parts of it. They enjoy and make that canon. Like the Boba Fett cartoon. Just yeah, well, they, cool. they had to, they had to make, uh, you know, capitalize and give content to Disney plus. Yes. Indeed. George, what did you, what did you say? Uh, grandpa Wookiee's name was, what was your guess? Like Scruffy? Scruffy or something like that. So his full name is at Atichituk or Itchy. 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 See, I was cl- it was close. <laughs> itchy. That makes I sense. Remember, I remember Lumpy and Itchy. He, itchy. he had like a real fucked up face. That's all yeah, I remember. 
It looked like it, someone it like took a, a cannonball and <laughs> smashed his face and never fixed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely true. Um, wow. Oh man. Uh, I can't so anyway, Brian, if you're ever if you ever like at home, if you're if during the Christmas holiday you're wrapping gifts or whatever, and you're by yourself, and you really want to find a reason to kill yourself later, watch <laughs> uh, you know the Star Wars holiday Christmas special. Can can we do like a you group know, it, watch it, on it's YouTube? Like I have to... Yeah. Yes. We, I was like, I, can most I definitely have to do it now. I have to see it. All right. So uh, <laughs> let me let's do a little bit more uh, introductions to our very special guest here. Um, I, I'm excited that you are here, Brian. We've I've been on your show a few times here and there. I'm what what do you call it? The um, when we have the group of everybody together. The Masketeers. Oh, that's our our. Our di- no, our Disney conversation starters panel. There you go. So actually, yeah, it was kind of. Uh, some, it was kind of. <laughs> yeah, it, it was kind of something that we started out as where you know, like it, you know, we just get a group of people together, which I did. I just kind of put a call out there and uh, got some listeners who no, nobody knew each other. Like everybody was like completely, pretty much strangers. And we just all got on the line, like, we're going to record an episode tonight. There's no topic. We're just going to start talking and we're going to see where it goes. And, uh, and we do a few of those and we, we actually all keep the same group together. Cause everyone, I, I felt like everyone had like great chemistry together. It was like six of us. I think, um, we all had pretty good chemistry. And so we kind of just keep the same group and every, you know, few months or so we'll, we'll get everybody back together again and do another Disney conversation starters. And we'll just hit record. Somebody will start talking about Disney and that will, you know, one topic will lead to another and it's cool. It's oh, fun. Yeah. Cause I have no idea what we're ever going to talk about. So it's awesome. Some Sounds people a might lot say like that our about, show. I was about to say some people <laughs> might say that about our show, but you, uh, you stole my Sunder. Sunder. My, yes, my, my Sunder. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, let's get into like the impetus of the show. Like what is the history of your podcast? I know I've been listening to your show since the beginning, truthfully, when you were doing with Jonathan. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it it really is. I mean, it it started out, I was just, uh, somebody who enjoyed going down to Disney a lot. Um, you know, being in Florida, I, I live, uh, in Orange Park, which is just right outside Jacksonville, Florida. So about two, two and a half hours away from uh, Walt Disney World in Orlando. Lucky. And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, so yeah, definitely. That, the funny thing is, though, is like we went to Disney a handful of times, you know, when I was a kid over the years. Um, I don't re- I don't remember going a lot, but but I went enough. Um, and then like, I don't know, probably from the like age 12, maybe. Uh, maybe even, maybe even younger than that, but pretty much like, I don't know, for like 20 something years, I didn't go. Um, I, I, I remember seeing commercials for Disney's MGM studios at the time. So, <laughs> and, and wanting to go and never got to go. So like my first trip to MGM studios at the time was in 
2001, I think it was. I mean, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, so, I mean, it was, you know, literally a decade more, uh, after it opened. So, uh, so, you know, I'm not one of these people that like has all my life has taken, you know, multiple trips a year to Disney. Uh, but you know, I'd been enough as a kid, but I kind of rediscovered it as a, as a young adult, you know, in my twenties and, um, you know, and my, my wife, uh, it, it now, but at the time we were dating, um, it was a great getaway for us just to go down, you know, for the weekend, you know, we were looking for something to do on the weekends. Hey, let's go to Disney ended up with annual passes. And then, uh, I'm dating myself a little bit, but I remember <laughs> one year my, my wife got me an iPod for Christmas and, uh, I was like, what's this? <laughs> like, what, what, what is it? What do I do with this thing? You know? And so I, I was like, oh, you can play music on it. Okay. And then like, oh, there's something called a podcast. I'm like, all yeah. Right, all right. I'll, and I was like, I wonder if there's any Disney podcasts. And at the time you, you, you say that now. And like, cause there's like a million, there's a million of us out there now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but at the time there was real there wasn't really like the and it's funny because I was really into Disney and uh, and I'm gonna name drop here a little bit but uh, just because I have to do it to tell the story but um, you know I had you know one of Lou Mangello's trivia books I didn't know who Lou Mangello was I just saw there was a Walt Disney World trivia book and then I did a search for Disney and uh, Apple iTunes and the first thing that came up was Mouse Tunes at the time. And I said, you know, oh, one of the hosts is this, this guy, I've got his book. Like, well, that's kind of cool. You know, like he's, you know, he's one of the hosts of this show. Like, all right, that's cool. So it was like them. There were a couple, a couple big ones at the time. Of course, of course, uh, Paul Barry of uh, window to the magic and uh, inside the magic and WDW today. I think those were like the four big ones. Yeah. I think those were kind of like the four big ones. There were probably. Go ahead. Yeah, I was thinking those are the first four that I ever listened to. When you, you say Inside the Magic now, it's very clickbaity because Ricky Briganti started it and yeah. he sold it years ago. Now it's and, a very. Uh, sorry, I don't mean to jump in, Brian, but I think you missed another big Disney podcast out there and it's Metal Geeks. Oh, no. You forgot to mention that show. <laughs> I just, just want to correct it for our audience just to, okay. just to make sure we got that clear. We, we need to change our wiki then. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I think you mean, one. Of, I think you mean Mickey. Oh, our, our, oh, our Mickey oh. <laughs> don't I give like them, Don't give Disney that idea because they'll run with it. Do they not it's, already it, have a, like like a George, Wikipedia? There's got to be a Wikipedia. Oh, uh, there's a there's Wikipedia a out there. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is a. There's a Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no way there's one yeah. for Star Wars and not for Mickey. Yeah, but you you mentioned so you mentioned like Inside the Magic and then Window to the Magic and uh, what Lou Mangiello was doing was 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 a, I can't was a Mouse Tunes that was the first show he did. Mouse Tunes was the original. Yeah, yeah before he but then your show he branched so out and did WDW Today or uh, when I first WDW found out about Radio, podcasting. Sorry. First shows I listened to were Disney podcast, and I was like, "How can I, how can I take that concept and move that to what I was doing was was heavy metal?" That's how my first show MSR cast came about because we were doing the fanzine, and we were looking at a way to make it into an audio thing. And I was like, "Podcast, let's do that." 
And I, I know Brian, you can agree with me. Uh, when when we first started back in the uh, in the good old days, like two thousand five, nobody like, do I have to? Ha- what do I have to do to listen to this? A pod? A pod? What? What is it? It was I very. Mean, it's not on the radio. It, yes, <laughs> it's internet radio. What, is, yeah, what does the, that mean? Well, the, the landscape is completely different now, and <laughs> and you know, and to your point, you know, kind of what you were talking about. I mean, it, my my whole goal in doing this was completely different, I think, from yours. Because I, I, I mean, I think. I think what you guys do is, is especially at the time too, was really unique, but like mine was like, I mean, it, granted there weren't near as many Disney podcasts out there, but there were Disney podcasts. I, I wasn't looking to do something that nobody else was doing. I was just list. I was a fan of these guys that I was listening to, but I always found myself like talking back there. Like, I'm like, I want to get into conversation. I have so much to add. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to have to just start my own show. <laughs> but do you, do you remember um, your very yeah, first the, show? The, when, when was your very first oh, yeah. episode? Oh gosh. Um, so it was a 2000, I think it was 2007 is when I launched it. Um, there were some, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there were some uh, a, a, you know, humble beginnings. I mean, there were some some uh, yes. you know kind of betas that I put out there. Uh, for a, at one point, I was you know, I was looking thinking about okay, got to have a name, and I'm like good with that kind of like I just wanted to do the podcast. Like I, I'm the kind of guy that you know is a musician. I always just wanted to like write the songs and go into studio and play the music. And, you know, other guys that I play with, they were all into like the recording and the studio and the mix. I'm like, that's boring. Like, I just want to, I just want to like, you know, write the stuff and play it. That's kind of how it was with podcasting. I didn't want to like come up with the name and build the website and, you know, all that. But anyway, um, originally it was going to be, you know, I was like, Oh, well, what, what explains my show? Well, I'm a Disney fan and I, I thought, you know, very naive at the time. And I'm like, and I'm in Florida. Like, there's no Disney fans in Florida. Everybody else comes <laughs> to Florida, right? <laughs> completely naive. Completely naive. And I, and yeah. I was like, oh, it's, I'm going to call it the WDW Floridian. <laughs> I did not end up going with that title. But I do have a an episode um, out there, not out there, but it, one was made and never released with some really cheap in, yeah, in the archives, in the some really cheesy music, Keep, keeping a Disney <laughs> in, in the, the vault. vault. <laughs> it is, it is in the vault. Ne- never to be, never to be heard or seen from again. But, um, but it's yeah, right so it, I mean, you know, yeah, but you know, it was just me by myself. Um, I knew I wanted to do something conversational and discussion wise and not just mm-hmm. monologue my whole show. Um, but I didn't know anybody who was a Disney fan. Like I honestly, none of my friends were like Disney like fans like I was. So not, is not, that, not, is not that, enough to sit there and talk about Disney once a week. Is that why you think you went looking for a Disney podcast to begin with? Because it, it kind of is, I think why I started. Like once I figured out that podcasts were a thing, I think I went looking for Disney ones because I didn't really have anybody else to talk about it with. Yes. I think, I think you're right. You know, I, I think so because, 
You know, it, it was, you know, I, like I have people I can like, I'm a big, you know, I'm a big, big music fan. Obviously, you know, I was, you know, I talk about this, you know, being in a band and like growing up. I mean, I was always in a very eclectic kinds of music, but like the 90, I mean, gosh, I mean, like the 90s is my stuff. Like, uh, you know, all 90s alternative rock pop. I don't care. You know, whatever it was 90s. I, I love. But but, you know, I if I wanted to talk about music, I had plenty of people I could talk plenty of friends I could talk about music with or whatever, you know, uh, so I wasn't on like looking for you know um you know smashing pumpkins fan podcast or anything like that i was looking for disney podcasts you know because didn't really have an outlet for that <laughs> you know I, I had my my wife at the time we were dating and she was tired of me here listening to me talk about disney and so you know and and she was already go getting point a friend where, can we go somewhere else <laughs> well you know and we would go on vacation and she'd be like oh my gosh can we please go somewhere else other than disney <laughs> like okay what about disneyland <laughs> does that count <laughs> it does so yeah so um but anyway so that that's kind of how it started and then um i i found jonathan uh dictor um through uh an, a long story but to kind of keep it short really he was uh, someone who was uh, had called in and been kind of a recurring guest on another podcast that I listened to on um WDW radio with Lou Mangello and uh and I was like and again from the very very beginning I started it just by myself cuz I didn't have anybody but I knew that was always the goal I always wanted a co-host to do the show with and um, so I reached out to him. I never, never met this guy. Never, you know, just emailed him and uh, reached out. And um, and it was, uh, I, I, it was great, man. We had a you know, he was he was a great compliment. Completely different personality from me, uh, which I, which I think worked out really well. Um, I was gonna and, say you guys um, definitely you know, complimented each other well. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hope so. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, Jonathan was very much the, uh, the, the extrovert, whereas I'm, I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I guess I am an introvert a little bit, but, um, but yeah, so I mean, it worked out really well. It really did. And we did that for I a mean, lot of podcasters are actually then, a little introverted, right? What did you say? I, you I mean, a lot of podcasts what about you guys? introverted a little bit. Um, I, uh, so I largely, I guess I identify as an introvert in the sense that I, uh, am not energized in the long run by crowds. I am, they, they sat me, um, doesn't have anything to do with being shy or anything like that. Um, I've been a performer. Um, I can speak publicly and do a podcast and, um, you know, perform music and stuff like that. And, and doing what I do now, I can go to an event and uh, talk to people all day long and sell artwork that I made. And so I'm, I'm, I'm okay with putting myself out there. So it doesn't have to do with being shy. It just has to do with that. It wipes me out. It, I, I am fried yeah. at the end of the day. So I do identify as an introvert um, in, in the sense that I have got to have quiet kind of secluded downtime in order to recharge Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I, I don't like people, but I, uh, you know, <laughs> in crowds, I don't, I don't like people that I don't know. That's what it stresses me out. You know what I mean? 
So um, going to, you know, a Disney park or something like that. I mean, it's something to experience. You have to do it. You have, you have to like, just, just, just go for it. But yeah. But once I get to know people, I, I, I open up a lot more, you know, then we can get you to this shut up. To that. Oh my God. <laughs> this guy never shuts up. Uh, as, as far as for me, uh, I think I'm the most extrovert out of everyone here, probably. Mm. Uh, I have no qualms about talking to people about who they are and their interests. Actually, it's like some of my favorite things to do is go to new places and just, you know, meet new people and talk to them about themselves. Uh, I really love hearing about people's stories and so on and so forth. And, you know, uh, having worked cons and uh you know i did some music back in the day but i mean nowhere to the extent dave has done it so i I don't even know if that's even worth mentioning um uh i was a little bit shy back in the day but i've definitely grown out of it and the whole reason i wanted to do podcasting is because i wanted to talk to like-minded people who like some of the same things that i like uh that i couldn't do on a regular basis so i bullied carrie until he got (laughs) me on the show he did (laughs) That's that's exactly how it happened. Uh, it was like you like it was, you're like a stray dog that just never left. That's true. He talked to me once about movie yeah. stuff, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is never going to end now." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I, you know it. So what's funny, and I, I completely identify uh, care with Carrie, you and and Dave, uh, because I I'm the same exact way. Like I'm, you know, a performer I've, I've played out many, many gigs. I'm not afraid to get up and, and talk to people or perform or, you know, obviously putting out a podcast was my idea. I enjoy it. Um, you know, we've done meet meetups in the parks with, uh, people who listen to the podcast, I've always enjoyed doing that. That's always been a lot of fun, like meeting complete strangers and 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 talking with them. Um, but I am the same exact way. Like when I'm done with those meets, uh, or what you know, when I was gigging, when I was done with a gig, like I mean, there'd be times where I would drive home from the gig in like dead silence, like just <laughs> just in the car, no radio on, the AC on, and just recharging like i would just need so i completely identify with that and and you know like small groups of people like like with you know like talking to people that i know like people are like man brian doesn't ever shut up (laughs) but (laughs) but if i go to a party where there's nobody that i know there i'm probably just gonna like grab a chair go sit in the corner play on my phone and wait for yep. it to be time to go. I'm always <laughs> that, I'm always that, hanging that, out with the dog at the, at the <laughs> <laughs> exactly. oh, cool the dog. Me and the dog are gonna be over here being quiet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you oh, mentioned yes, a little yes. bit uh, Brian about your your musical background that you're a musician, but this is the Metal Geeks podcast and we, we discussed this a little bit earlier, but what are let's talk about your 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 music genres that you're into, some of your favorite bands um that type of stuff because i'm very interested to hear because you only talk about disney on your show so this is the time for you to be as open as you want to man well that's awesome man thanks um so you know it's funny i I remember uh i remember when when i met you carrie and when you reached out and you know and i kind of got to know you and you told me about you know the podcast and i remember my first thought was like whoa there's there's metal geeks at like disney like that's weird (laughs) you know but um but 
I thought I thought it was really cool and that my music background. So I'm a little I'm a little light, like I'm not really in the metal. Um, you know, we were kind of talked about this a little bit last night, like probably like the, yep. the, the hardest that my taste gets is like, you know, Metallica, but like the Metallica that you guys probably don't really care for, like, the, you know, Black <laughs> Album, you know, Black Album, Load, Reload. Like, I, I really dug what, you know, um, you know, the memory remains and stuff. I, I, I really dug that stuff from the 90s. Um, that was, you know, but um, so that's a, probably about as hard as I get. But um, I'm a huge Pumpkins fan. Like, so like growing, growing up in the 90s, I had. Um, there were there were about five core artists like I I didn't need to hear a single song off the album. They came out with a new album. I was buying it the day it came out. Right. So Pumpkins were one of them. That, that was one of my it was actually my first concert I ever went to uh, in Jacksonville It was an amazing concert. Like, holy crap. Such a great concert. Um, so Pumpkins was one. And, and I, I see that they're on a the reunion tour right now. They got everybody yeah. back together except, except for Darcy. Uh, and <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard like it. It's if you guys heard the, the story about the text message and like, they've actually been like, she put them out like on Instagram, like text messages between no. her and Billy Corgan and like this. Oh gosh. It's, it's awesome. You got to look it up, man. It's, <laughs> you know, That's uh, interesting. It's, Oh yeah. Well, you know, I guess, you know, he was, he invited her like to come out on the reunion tour. And, um, anyway, uh, it, it's, it's pretty cool. And they had a big, dis- you know, she was all for it. And then, uh, they had a big disagreement. I don't think he wanted her to be part of the band for the tour. Like, cause they already have a touring basis. Um, he kind of wanted her to come out and like maybe play a song or two. And I think she thought, uh, like oh I'm you know it's gonna be pumpkins we're gonna go on the whole tour together you know and and uh yep. but anyway there's a big but anyway she just got really just pissed off and just uh posted all of the, like the whole like text message exchange wow. up on Instagram like screenshots of it and everything so now it's like this whole public thing anyway if you <laughs> if you get into rock music drama uh I I was up pretty late one night just like I couldn't stop scrolling and reading <laughs> I was it just kept going and going and going um there is but anyway like pumpkin drama too <laughs> so you know pumpkins was was my big thing um i was big in rem at the time too um you know before they broke up uh counting crows i was i was i was really big still really big fan of those guys um you know i saw and, dave's and, you know, I, I kept, uh, eyes just light up right there i i am uh <laughs> brutal brutalness aside i am a huge counting crows fan and have been so I, since, I thought for uh, sure i was gonna get eye rolls when i said that so far, you know, I'm with you. I think you and I, uh, it sounds like just from what you're saying that like you and I were probably coming of musical age around the same time um, because this is all stuff that I, I cut my teeth on, um, so to speak. Um, I didn't really grow up yeah. in a house where uh, like popular music was a thing at all. <laughs> um, we It was all like <laughs> r- religious music and classical, uh, basically. And, uh, so it was oh, wow. something, yeah. And so I, it was something I dove into, um, myself as a teenager and it was around this time. And so the, the kind of stuff that you're talking about was where I was getting my early, um, musical education outside of my, you know, upbringing. And, uh, so I still love a lot of that stuff. Uh, still a huge Counting Crows fan. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I, I, so far I have no problems with your list. I'm like, go you. <laughs> cool. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, and so, and you know, like it, it really was like the nineties is when I was, it was, it's weird. I was discovering, I felt like I was discovering yeah. music for the first time, especially, you know, a, a lot of those guys, I'll be honest, I did get into like late, like Nirvana, I got into after Kurt Cobain had died, you know, like, uh, so I was always getting into like pumpkins. I got into like when melancholy came out and all the pumpkins fans were all like, ah, that's garbage now, (laughs) you know, but uh, so I was always a little late kind of coming into the scene of whatever I came into, but it was great because once I was turned on to something, I mean, it was awesome because I had I had, you know, I always had like three or four albums I could go back and just, and, and dude, I would spend my whole paycheck every week on CDs. I would go straight up to the CD store. I I would cash my check, go to the mall and buy CDs. Like that's all I was doing as a teenager. Um, you know, and I, it, it, it really was. And I, and I was discovering not just stuff from the nineties, but like it was right around that time when I, you know, I got into queen, I discovered queen and Van Halen and, um, you know, but definitely stuff from the night. And what I love about the nineties too, is like, I feel like you don't really get this, um, anymore, but like it's the stuff that was coming at, like, I mean, I was a huge, huge, huge Tori Amos fan at the time. I can't imagine someone like Tori Amos coming out today and like, oh, you know, I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to put out alternative music or, you know, uh, and as a pianist, you know, like, it, it, you know, Bjork was, which I was never really into Bjork a lot, but it was just like all these people coming out were very unique. It wasn't your, your classic formula for it was a lot of uh, or sing, rock music. singer songwriters in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 absolutely. I just this morning, actually, I was going back then just, you know, um, going back and listening to some old music and, uh, and I decided to put on some Beck this morning and I'm like, dude, there was nobody doing what Beck was doing at, at that time. Nobody in popular music. I mean, obviously he got, you know, he had his inspirations from, from other people, but just, you know, that yeah. kind of blending that folk rock with samples and, you know, a little bit of hip hop and, you know, some alternative, you know, it, it created his own style. So it, you don't see that anymore. Every, every, everything that comes out now has a formula. Um, and, and I'm not one of these, these old guys who's like, ah, oh, the music today sucks. And, you know, oh, I, I think it largely, I think it largely does, but every now and then, <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I, I love Ed Sheeran. I think Ed Sheeran has a fantastic voice. Um, I love some of the stuff he comes up with. Um, you know, since there's, there's some new guys that I, that I'm really into, um, but you know, for the most part, you know, I, I, I'm like, everything is so formulaic now. There's a formula that they, to everything that it's like, they discovered what sells and they're like, they don't mm-hmm. ever want to like stray from that formula. They just want to see. So what I formulaic. struggle with, with that is cookie that, cutter. that that's been, that's been a complaint about the music industry for I, I don't decades. know, decades and decades and decades is, yeah. that, is that complaint. And so I don't, I don't know how to, how to interpret that, but I, I and it, it may just be because it was my time, but I, I felt like I agree with you that I feel like there was, um, more of 
more risk taking um, in during that time. Uh, it and I, th- I think maybe that's it. I think it goes through waves where yeah. experimentation and new things are welcome, and then other times where it's not. And I think that we we got into it when it was when we were trying some stuff out, seeing where it went. And I think that uh, I think that uh, I haven't listened to the radio in a long time because I just got sick of it. And uh, I and I was finding this cookie cutter, this uh, everything sounds the same, uh, and none of it sounds good to me. Uh, I just think that at this point, I think that kind of popular music is a different world. They do what they do, and apparently it still makes them money, so good for them. I think all of the creative people have just gone on the internet and uh, yeah. self-publish. Because I, I absolutely believe that there are uh, creative artists making careers in music. It's just that you're not going to hear them played over loudspeakers in restaurants or, um, on a radio. Um, but no, there, there, there are still absolutely people who are doing mind blowing cool things with music, uh, probably more now than ever have, because there's a, they have the platform that was denied to them. There was, uh, that there was, there was a gatekeeping element to the record industry that has largely gone away, not entirely, but, mm-hmm. uh, greatly diminished. And so, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't know. I like, I uh, I don't know what my point was exactly, but just that <laughs> basically just that I, I think that uh, we were on a wave of creativity at that time uh, and that that wave has for a lot of genres of music gone underground by going online. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, very, the nineties being very, um, creative even a lot of the metal bands i don't know you might not know a lot about this stuff but like the the mid to late 90s metal bands were were notoriously trying out new styles and new and then mixing different genres and and just being very creative in the music it was just like an open time for all kinds of all kinds of music out there which was great i grew up i'm a little bit older than you guys so you know my main uh music you know, time was the eighties. I, I still love eighties music, but, um, it's getting towards like the mid eighties to the late eighties, getting into like the heavy metal stuff, man, that was my, that was my formative years right there. And, um, I can see I, when the nineties came around and like grunge came around, I was not one of those, uh, metal heads that was like, Oh, this is horrible. I, I enjoyed a lot of those bands for what they were. And a lot of those bands were still heavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, a, one a of my of favorite bands, bands were influenced by those guys, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, like I, I mean, I, I know, you know, I've, I've heard in countless interviews and Billy Corgan, like s- talks all the world of Pantera and Dimebag Daryl mm-hmm. and, you know, like, you know, some of the influences and stuff. So a lot of those guys, I mean, that's, that's where they got their, uh, you know, what, what they were doing from. I, I can, yeah, de- I can definitely absolutely. say that. Like I, I mean, Allison Chains I mean, still one of my favorite bands. Allison Chains, uh, I mean, Soundgarden yeah. clearly heavily influenced by heavy metal, uh, and I yeah, mean, you can't yeah. uh, like uh, Dave Grohl. You can't get him to shut up about all of the heavy metal music that he yeah. does, and he makes albums know. about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, it's all it's all in the blood. You know, it's in the in the DNA. Agreed. Uh, you mentioned five bands, Brian. You only mentioned three. Who were the other two? 
So, uh, okay. So there was Counting Crows, Pumpkins. Uh, Tori Amos was another. Like, so she was my other one. Like, I didn't care. Whatever she put out, I'd go buy it. She covered Slayer. Um, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's done some really, really interesting covers and really cool stuff. And she's another yeah. one that I got into pr- pretty late. I didn't get into her until she did her uh, MTV Unplugged. Uh, you know, and I saw that I was like, who's this chick, you know? And by that point she's already on her like third album. So again, she's another one of those, but, um, so yeah. So, and then there was a REM, uh, was number four. Again, I didn't care whatever they put out. I was buying it. I, I, I skipped school. I remember when they, when they came out with a nine it was 97, I think. And they came out with new adventures in hi-fi. I, uh, I skipped school just so I could be, you know, thinking, I don't know. I'm like, I want to be the first one to buy the CD, <laughs> whatever that meant. I don't know what it meant, but I skipped school and headed up to the mall. Yes. Like, I wanted to get that out. I, 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 <laughs> we live in a totally different age. I remember those days where you would eat like midnight releases. We'd go to the store, the new, Oh my gosh. Yes. Out. <laughs> yes. You would, you would buy it no matter you haven't heard anything. You didn't know anything about it, but you would buy it. And then you're like, Oh, this is, not what I expected. We, the the way people consume music nowadays, it's so I need it now. Immediate. Immediate. It's like Veruca with a Veruca Salt, right? She was the one. I want it now. She needs it now. She needs it right away. It's like you can. <laughs> I, I I admit that I'm part of it too because I'm like, oh, I heard about this band. I'm gonna go online to Spotify or YouTube or something. And I can hear it right away without having to put it on a list and go, I can't wait to hear this album. It's, it's immediate satisfaction. And, and I think that takes, it, it, it's good, but it also takes away some of it. Cause I remember back in the day, you could go into a sound warehouse and go, Hey, I like this, this album cover. I've never heard this band. Oh my God. They'll open it for you and then let you listen to it. And then you'd be like, okay, cool. I like yes. that. Or, Oh no, I'm not buying that. And, now they would have an open CD, which was, I never understood that, but I think, I think one of the things that has that, how that's drastically changed the, the music listening experience. Uh, I know it yep. affects me is, uh, that while I agree, I like, I love that I, that so many artists have a platform to get out on and that I have access to them. I can check them out at any time, mm-hmm. whenever I want, um, pull up any song that I, I could reasonably want to listen to and I can find it in a matter of seconds and I'm good to go. However, the flip side of that is the other part of that experience where you would go and buy something either blind or with just a quick sample and go, yeah, I'm going to throw some money at this and take this home with me. Well, now you, now you have it and now it's at home with you and there, you only had so much of that. And by only having so much of it, uh, and because it required an investment, it kind of got you to sit with things longer. And yes. I think that a lot of music, I know for me, there's a lot of music that I listen to today and go, wow, that was really cool. And I move on to the next one because I've got a bunch Forget of, about it. I have a bunch of releases that I'm like, I want to check all of these out. And so yep. I'm like, Hey, that one was really cool. Go on to the next one. And then I forgot about it. Um, even if I wrote it down and made it put, you know, put it on my list or whatever, it's like, oh yeah, that, I, that's right. I listened to that that one time. Instead and of thing that sitting and, and going, putting the the CD player on repeat and just yeah. letting it go until like you're you're living and breathing. Forgetting to take it, yeah. don't take it out of your car for a month. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I think that um, changes the music missing, listening experience uh, as far as your ability to really connect with it or your ability to make sense of 
uh, and make sense of something that maybe is a little bit more challenging. Because I, I think that there's a lot of great music that requires a little bit more effort. It's not going to um, sell itself to you. It's not going to give everything it has to you right up front. It's going to take a little bit of time. And I, some of my favorite releases are things that didn't, or some of my favorite bands are bands that I didn't yes. get when I first the started first listening you heard to them. Yeah. Yep. I agree yeah. on that. And another thing that we're missing now in, in this day and age, I don't know, we always take this weird, we these weird turns, but it's uh, the, 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 the love of the album, uh, the artwork, opening it up and reading through the lyrics and, 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 a lot of that stuff, I still buy some physical media. I will admit that, but a lot of it, it's lost on on like ninety five percent of the people now because all they're looking at is a little thumbnail on their Spotify of the album cover. There's, you know, they're not reading what the band really their the art design and what they imagined everything being. It's it's really not there for a majority of the people, and that's sad to me. You're you're getting me really excited right now right now because (laughs) i actually just i actually just had this conversation with someone uh very very recently and uh, on on two parts so you mentioned that our album artwork and so that's the other thing too like i mean i remember you know being as a teenager like an album with a really cool artwork like it, it became the album became an entity at that point like it wasn't just oh here's a collection of songs it kind of mm-hmm. developed this mystique and you know I, and i'm sorry to keep bringing up pumpkins but i'm, I'm gonna keep going back to them because i'm such a big fan but Please. like that melancholy that melancholy yes. and the infinite sadness cover like yep. holy i, I remember well, like you know it it, I, it was that's like, the one with like the moon dude. and all that on it yeah yeah and then, <laughs> yeah. And then you buy it then you buy it and take this take it out of the the jewel case and it unfolds and it's this whole giant piece of artwork and like oh i I only ever saw this yeah. piece of it but it's this whole big like mm. almost poster size image uh yeah it it is and and it, without that like now that you just like click on a song and stream it or whatever like the songs almost and so there's a pros and con like the, the con i think is the songs almost become throwaway if it doesn't if you don't like it the first time you listen to it you're like skip next next you know whereas if you invested the money on that album and you had that artwork and you know you had that physical that big you know thick double cd jewel case you know or whatever you know and that nice font and it's like you're invested in it like it was more Mm -hmm. than just um you know some cd with a bunch of songs on it there were some mistakes there were some money on a cd you don't like right right exactly it's like it was gamble like oh this is the new album for megadez i hope it's good you you buy and you're like oh this this is uh that was a risk risk album yeah 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 and 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 a lot of the stuff that i got into i mean i didn't like the very first time i so i i remember like it is in and some of the stuff i've just developed a taste for over time but like i remember i used to like like oh acdc sucks that guy sounds like crap and now i'm like dude acdc rocks man like you know some of that stuff you you just kind of have to you know you had to get into it and like man you, you think it like if you're just listening to everything on streaming now um, and I, now have, the, I have PSD the about ACDC for sure. You, you have what? I have PSD <laughs> about ACDC. Oh, PSD. <laughs> I, uh, I had, I, I know I've talked the story, but real short, I, 
I worked on an a- the ACDC track pack rock for rock band for about uh, 10 or 11 months out of my life as a QA really? tester. And uh, <laughs> nothing makes you hate a band that you weren't really that big of a fan of in the beginning than hearing them the 10, 11 hours a day. <laughs> and it, yeah. And there's the live oh, version man. too. I saw that. It was <laughs> funny. That's they, awesome. Um, Walmart has like these big um, Funko Pop displays right now of like different bands. One of them is Metallica, and they have like they're just like album covers. The Metallica one is cool because it actually comes with like a Cliff Burton. You can't get that anywhere oh, else. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, I'll send you the picture later. I saw it in the store today, and there's the ACDC Live one. I just like my. I was like, nope, nope, not looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> well but you know the other thing that you mentioned too was the, the liner notes now now I, I you know i get it mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little bit of a music geek i know not everybody does this but this is the conversation i had with somebody the other day i was i was just you know i i we were so the other the other band the fifth band for me was dave matthews band and i was talking to this guy about dave i love dave matthews so not crazy about some of his newer stuff but anyway um but anyway, we were having this whole discussion, and I was like, "Yeah, I remember being really excited when I heard like Glenn Ballard was gonna like produce a Dave Matthews album." And I was like, "And he's like, oh yeah, I don't really know who Glenn Ballard is." I'm like, "Well, I mean, dude, Glenn Ballard did a lot of pretty like amazing like successful albums." And he's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Don't you read the liner notes, dude?" And he's like, "Liner notes? Who reads the liner notes?" And I'm like, "Who doesn't read the liner notes? What are you talking Music about?" Band, dude. <laughs> And, I can't and remember now, the last like, time I actually read liner notes. <laughs> I mean that that was my uh, that was my throne reading. You know, was was liner notes when I was sitting <laughs> on the throne. <laughs> but I think I think George, you just mentioned you've never read read liner notes. But I think you I, and I'm not trying to um, make you out of something that you're not. But you're not the same. You don't interpret and appreciate music the same way that maybe we do. I disagree. Uh, mm. No, I, I, when I find an artist that I like, I will listen to their albums from back to front. Well, yeah, well, and then I will like nitpick and pick songs that I like. Um, I love streaming now because I'm a man of technology and I like to condense as much as possible and it makes it so much easier. I can listen to way more things that I ever could before and i and i am a a man who loves all types of music there's not a particular type of genre that i will stray away from um that is true you you are very eclectic in your musical taste i don't think as a neutral uh, because i'm not going to take sides in this but i think that maybe what carrie was going for is not he wasn't trying to impugn your tastes or your Mm -hmm. love i I, I don't think, think so either i think he was just saying that the way that you experience it and enjoy it is different from the way that that we I, you don't, I used you don't, to be that kid who'd like buy the albums and read everything from back to front on the uh, thing but i don't i can't remember i think the last time i did that was maybe freshman year in college well i mean same for me because i have last i haven't actually purchased a cd in a really really long time so I mean, I, I do every now and then. Sometimes I'll buy not. one. I'll buy one at a show. I'll see a band live and uh, go pick one up. Yep. Sometimes at the merch table or something like that. But uh, I, I almost never. Oh, hey, I know those guys. That was a, yeah. They put on a good show. They yeah, do. I can't, yeah, I can't really recall the last time I even thought about buying a CD. 
what about vinyl? I mean, vi- I, I'm a big vinyl fan now, but I only buy certain bands that I really want to collect on. You know, it's, it's not going to be everything. And Arion is definitely one of those bands because um, if you've never, Brian, one of my favorite bands is this band, Arion is this artist, Arian Lukinson. And in speaking of um, putting the time and effort into track listing and music and the way the artwork works is everything and the storyline uh it's really really good it's very 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 proggy uh science fictiony based like heavy metal stuff oh, but, cool i mean it's uh the vinyls of it that kind of stuff i mean i just i just devour it but you know i mean i'm not gonna go buy a vinyl for every single band you know because it's Prohibitively expensive. It has pro- prohibitively expensive. Yes, for sure. Vinyls are very expensive right now. Um, even with the the shortage of the actual, you know, being getting them made now is is even an issue. But yeah, it's a uh, it, well, you know, it and, can be overwhelming. Well, and, and you know, and I I really do agree too with with what George said too. You know, when you're talking about like streaming and like so so that's kind of the pro. Oh, uh, I said well, don't don't agree cons. with George. He's a uh, don't give him an ego now. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is I'm right about everything, Brian. That's the problem. There you go. Okay. <laughs> See. So, but yeah, you know. <laughs> I, you know, I, I mentioned there's pros and cons to streaming, you know, and the con Absolutely. is like, you know, like I, I don't even know where to get liner notes now, but because I'm like you, I haven't bought a seat. There's actually um, one of the newer artists that I'm really big into right now is uh, is a, a pop artist by the name of Ben Rector. And I've been listening to a lot of his stuff, but it's all been on all on streaming. And I've actually been really curious. I'm like, I want to read his liner notes, but I don't really want to go out and like buy the CD because I'm already, you know, paying to stream all his stuff anyway. So, but the, the thing is, though, the pros to it is the fact that I've discovered a lot of really cool music that I probably would not have ever really gotten into um, if it wasn't for the fact that I can have all that stuff at my fingertips and I can just mm-hmm. go and listen and take a chance on something that maybe I, I wouldn't have been, you know, like, I don't want to plop down 20 bucks for that, you know, yeah. but now that I like, I'm paying $10 a month for Apple music, you know, what the heck I'm going to listen to it. I'm paying for it. Um, it's and the same one way, of, one it, of, this... go ahead. Uh, well, I, I was just going to say one of them. And I know I'm bouncing, all over the place in musical genres here a little bit, but like one of them, like I, I am a huge, I mean, I've always loved the Elton John hits. Right. But more recently I've gone back and started listening to like his older albums and like all the, mm-hmm. the non hits and like, dude, he's got some awesome, awesome stuff that like, is just, you don't hear on the radio. Some and of the, some of the 70s stuff was very prog rockish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it it really was. But, you know, again, that stuff that like, I don't know that I would have, you know, because I have Elton John Greatest Hits 1 and Greatest Hits 2 and, you know, whatever. You know, I, I bought those CDs. I don't know that I would have gone out and paid for, you know, the album of Captain Fantastic or, um, you know, Tumbleweed Connection or whatever. But 
I, those are ones I discovered on streaming and I'm like, holy crap, these are so good. So you, th- those are kind of pros, you know, cause you have those at your fingertips. So it's a you know, I've done that, finding sure. that balance. Yeah. yeah I've done that with bands. A, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start from, yeah, I'm going to start with the beginning of their, their catalog. I've done that with Alice Cooper. I've done that with queen. I've done that with um, other bands and that's, you know, the benefit of the streaming is it, it allows you that luxury to do that without having to mm-hmm. actually go and purchase all of these albums, which, you know, like you said, Dave, double edged sword, because now they're they're You're listening to it for basically pretty close to free and they're not getting very much out of it. So that's why I do support. Like, I try to go out and support the bands that I'm really into. I will yeah, buy a vinyl. Buy, buy I will go to the show and buy a shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but yeah i'm not saying one way is is better than the other because there's there's advantages to to both um it's just that it's a it's a different way i i i wouldn't give up the streaming now that i i have it available to me it's it's too i have too much access to too much things to get right. interested in to end up enjoying and i don't want to give that and- up but and it, it's does, the same thing with movies too yeah but it does take away it it doesn't include that. Uh, well, me and this record are in it together now because I've invested <laughs> and and the scarcity mm-hmm. of it means I've 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 only got this to spend time with, and that it so it, it takes that side away to a certain extent. But yep. I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just a it's a different thing uh, that in order to get it in a streaming world. You have to do it deliberately. You have to do it on purpose. All right. Um, I think let's move on because I know we're gonna we can talk about this for for another two hours. We could. Um, we could. Um, <laughs> Brian, going back to you, uh, sure. sir. Uh, what's so? Uh, you took a little time away and you brought the show back. You sort of retooled it a few times. Um, what was that reasoning? Why did you decide I want to I want to jump back into this and. What do you have? Uh, what are your future plans for the show? What do you want to see happen? Well, yeah, so I, I, I did. It took, uh, I, I got to a, bur- uh, a, I'll call it burnout. I mean, it was really, it was more than just like, oh, you know, I'm bored with the podcast. You know, it wasn't anything to do with that. It was literally just, um, it was just not just burning the candle at both ends in my life with everything, you know, yeah. work and, you know, uh, and, and podcasting. And, uh, at the time I was playing, you know, full time, uh, I was working full time, but I was pretty much playing full time and, uh, a band and doing solo gigs and stuff during the week at the various different bars. And, and I had a kid and, you know, <laughs> you know, just, it just, uh, you know, and it was literally the point where I was starting to, um, have, you know, everything turned out fine, but I, I had some health things that were really kind of starting to scare me. And it really just, I it really, you know, I went and saw various doctors and chalked it all up to like basically anxiety. And I was just like, dude, I've got to, I've got to just like cut something. And it was the, it was the easiest thing to cut. Like, you know, you can't quit your sure. job. Uh, I was making too much money playing music, <laughs> you know, and, and enjoying playing music. Um, you know, and I was enjoying doing the podcast too, but it was just the easiest thing to cut. So, um, I stopped it and then, um, naturally I, I tend to do this in my life. Um, as soon as I, I, I overload my plate and then I take one thing off my plate 
and I usually <laughs> find like one or two more things to put back on. Yep. Um, so, and, tr- and <laughs> so I got rid of the podcast and then I went back to, to school uh, <laughs> to get, to get a degree. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm one of these people I graduated from high school and didn't uh, step foot into a school again until I was in my thirties. Um, you know, and just I did the same thing. To, really? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, it was like, and again, here I am still playing four or five nights a week, working full time, got a kid going this. And, and I told myself I'm going to school, but I'm, I'm not going to be one of these guys who takes 10 years to get a four year degree. Like I'm going to go to school full time. And so, uh, anyway, so that's what I did. Uh, and when I was done with school, it was again, you take one thing off my plate and put something else back on. Uh, I was thinking like, I'm going to have so much free time when I'm done with school. I'm not going to be working on homework and writing papers. And I said, Ooh, I know what I can do. I can start the podcast back up again. <laughs> so, um, so we did, I contacted Jonathan and uh, I said, Hey, what do you think? And he was down for it. And uh, you know, as far as what, you know, what I wanted um, out of the podcast. So, when we launch back up again, uh, you know, the biggest thing that I told myself is, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to monetize this thing because, you know, that's that's the thing everybody's doing now. Everybody is monetizing and making money off of social media or something. And I was always just in this for fun. You know, it was never yep, like, oh, I want to make money doing a podcast or anything. If I if I made enough off of sponsors and whatever to break even just to pay for the web hosting service or whatever, you know, that, that was fine with me. Um, anyway, so I was, you know, but, but I was like, you know, there's always, I'm, I'm a kind of guy where there's always something you can improve. There's always room for improvement. So, you know, I was like, all right, I don't really want to change the format of the show. Maybe I'll try to focus some extra energy in the, the web, the web production, building the website, you know, put the content on the website, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, quickly found out that, like, hey, I've still got a full time job. But like now, I have at that time I had two kids. I have three now, uh, <laughs> so um, I kind of let that go by the wayside. And I said, you know what, the podcast is what I like doing. That's what I'm going to focus on. I've got my website for stuff I need to have up there, but other than that, I'm just going to have fun with the podcast. And so I really just want to have fun with it. Um, you know, so we did that for a few years. Jonathan's life got pretty full. And then he had to bow out. And so I had a choice to make. I could either, you know, say, okay, well, this is it, you know, and, and end the podcast or I could keep going. And, and it's like, I could bring on another co-host. and I thought long and hard, like what, what does the road here look like? And, um, I could have ended it there and I would have been okay with it, you know, but I, I, I wasn't ready. I, I still wasn't ready. I was still having fun podcasting, um, you know, even though my plate was still full, uh, I was still enjoying it and having fun. So, um, I just decided to kind of, you know, I change up the format a little bit being where I'm going to be the main, just the only host really. Um, and just have, you know, every week or most weeks just have a different guest on or a different panel of guests. Um, and that's, you know, that, that's kind of where before it was just Jonathan and I, and we would more or less just interview right. 
uh, certain people, but now I, I try to have on just, you know, somebody to talk to about different things and it's cool. You get different perspectives. I know you've been on uh, a few times, Carrie, um, you know, and, and I always enjoy getting like hearing, you know, you've got definitely got a unique perspective as a podcaster and with your background and Disney and, and, uh, um, you know, so it, it, that's kind of what I'm doing now. That's kind of my goal now is like what I want out of the podcast is, I just want people to listen to it. Honestly, that's what I want. That's all I care about. <laughs> that's all we want, right? We just want we just, just want someone to listen heard. to me. <laughs> yes. Are you not getting that at home, sir? What's going on here? Tell us a real deal. I, I just realized. I think oh. we have a whole topic. We could make a whole show about the topic of uh, the the epidemic of loneliness in men with the and the rise of podcasts as a social phenomenon. <laughs> right. <laughs> you you might be onto something. I think there's a research study I, in that. <laughs> I think there may be something there. I think that there's probably a legit connection there. Can I uh, can I uh, assign you a thesis on that one? I need I need like a 500 page. Oh, you're report. giving me a research project. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's, he got happy. Yeah, I like. Yeah. Re- I- <laughs> uh, very cool, man. Well, I'm I'm so appreciative of you being on the show because, I, like I said, I've been listening to you for a long time, and it was it's been great to get to know you and being being a guest on your show. We just did one last night about. Disney versus Universal, and it, and it was very interesting because the third person we brought on, Adria, she's definitely a, a bigger Universal fan than both of us. So, with very unique perspectives, it was a lot of fun. Carrie, yeah, what was it like yeah, to be no, on that, a show with that somebody was really... so wrong? Sorry, what's up? <laughs> so, what was it like what's to up, do Drew? a show with somebody so wrong? Like, what was? <laughs> uh, she had great. She had great. Points. I'm. Uh, I'm picking. I know we, we all enjoy universal <laughs> too. So, but, uh, you know, we talked about how, you know, <laughs> the U word universal used to be like this bad word in the Disney community, but now it's very, uh, what's everything. We're not going to have time to get in that tonight. We're going to have to bring Brian back and talk about the state of the Disney, uh, parks right now, because, um, there's, we'd be here for like oh, a, a four hour show. But uh, yeah, that's that was going to be my main topic right there. (laughs) Yes. Um, But I wanted I want to talk about we we mentioned Metallica earlier, and I just want to mention that uh, I got to meet one of the members over the past weekend. Um, A friend of mine. That's right. You went to that uh, whole thing. I forgot. Yeah. So Specs is a local uh, liquor store uh, brand here. And they brought in Robert Trujillo and I can't think of the other guy, the guy um, who uh, helped create the whiskey. It's the blackened whiskey. Um, and they came in for a signing and my friend, uh, his wife works in corporate at, at this company and they were able to get me in. Uh, we were like one of the first groups in. We won tickets on the radio. If anybody asks, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um <Okay. laughs> but uh it was really cool i was wearing my battle jacket and of course i have that suicidal tendencies uh patch on it right yeah and when i met him i was like hey man i was like i'm i'm repping the old S- st and he like touched it he's like oh st i have so many memories about that i would hope he, so like, he was in the band wasn't he yes <laughs> <laughs> way to state the obvious good sir <laughs> i'm just making sure <laughs> yes um but 
it, it felt weird because like he sort of like as soon as that happened, he sort of like just like opened up. And I know he's a nice guy, but he's like, so, hey, man, what are you doing tonight? He's like, my son's band is playing at this club. I'm like, what? This is weird. OK. So did you hang out with him? No, I mean, they they pushed us through, basically, you know. You should have got... been like, yeah, tell me where it's at. I'll meet you there. Like, hey, number, wait a there. minute. Wait, yeah, I'm in the entourage give, now. Back off. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what you should have done. You should have just leaned into it. I know. I should have. You, you could not. be like a phone call away from Lars right now. Uh, I don't want that. <laughs> 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 I, I, li- I love Trujillo. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of his, but... Not a big fan of Metallica anymore. I mean, like, I like, I still like their older stuff, but I mean, I appreciate him being in the band. You know what I mean? No, that, is, I that mean? A, is that a nice way to say it? Sure, I guess. Okay, are you asking? I don't know. No, yeah, I'm asking. Sure. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I've been uh, waiting for your approval, sir. <laughs> I mean, you're welcome. I gave it to you. Here you go. <laughs> Um, I do want to, I, uh, I guess I w- we would be remiss if we didn't mention Kevin Conroy here. Oh my God. Um, the voice of Batman. Um, you know, I don't really normally oh get like affected by like celebrity news yeah, like, or celebrity death news, but that one really took me for surprise because it happened in the middle of a, like a work meeting, <laughs> my, my phone yeah. buzzed and I thought, Oh, it's just a stupid text message. And I look at it and this is breaking news. Kevin Conroy passes. I'm like, yeah. what the? I literally in my meeting, I go, what the fuck? And everyone just turns at me during the meeting. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Sad news just came through on my phone. And they were like, oh, what happened? And I was like, well, Batman me having died. to explain it in this meeting at work is not going to sound really sad to you, but it's really sad to me. So it yeah. was, though. Yeah, I, it was kind of the same way. It's it's they're they're few and far between when I feel like it, it like it. It's more than just a oh well that's sad I'm sorry to hear that where it actually yeah. like affects me personally they're few and far between I feel like this was kind of one of them it was surprising yeah this and, is definitely uh, something that hit man because Kevin Conroy God the main reason I became a Batman fan is because of the Batman animated TV series that's yep. what and, that's where I went and when from, I read a comic all I hear is is, is that his voice. voice and I I um. So I, I enjoyed Batman as a kid prior to that coming out and, uh, you know, the Tim Burton I movies, too, yeah. I, I loved the Tim Burton movies, but then that came out and, um, that, uh, th- that was kind of my Batman for a long time. I loved that show, loved that show. Um, I mean, not to say that I wasn't a fan of the Tim Burton movies, but I don't think I've ever really like took the Tim Burton movies and the Batman comics and went. These are the same. But when the animated series came out, I was like, oh, my God, I can see mm-hmm. what yeah. I'm seeing on TV. I can see it on the page. Yeah. And it like feels. Yeah, I, I know, get what you're saying. Connections there. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know if you saw um, Mark Mark Hamill, uh, his message, his condolence message that he put out. I don't know if you saw that, but it I was, did not. It I was, saw a few of them. There, uh, I don't know. I'm sure he said several things, but uh, there was, I can't remember all of what the one that I saw, I can't remember what all it said. It was fairly lengthy, but it basically ended with him saying that he never could have done what he did in creating a truly iconic Joker. Um, that he could not have done that without Kevin Conroy's 
help and mm. Kevin Conroy doing his part. And, uh, and so, and then he signed off with, he'll always be by Batman. And I'm like choking up. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, that's so sweet. <laughs> like It's so it's sweet. It's so though. sad. It, yeah. That's, yeah. I, I totally forgot. Yeah, that's right. That the Mark Hamill was the, the voice of the Joker in that. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Iconic. Wow iconic role i i, I can't That's look cool. at any yeah. picture of the joker or anything without hearing mark hamill's version same thing with you know any kind of like cartoon version of batman i immediately go to kevin conroy you know yeah and he was great in the video games that mm-hmm. they did a couple years ago yeah, the it, arkham it, asylum games yeah. yes and, the, and the injustice asylum. games too i think was he in the Injustice games too? I don't remember. I, think I know so. there's been other there's been other voice actors recently, like Diedrich Bader and all that kind of stuff. But he is the he is the legend. He, those he guys did Batman. Just I didn't know that he did a <laughs> yeah. Batman. That seems he was like brave, it was like the Brave and the Bold or something like that. that seems like maybe a weird choice, or maybe he actually the it. Brave and the Bold is actually a really good, uh, really good. Uh, yeah, uh, he's from the Drew Carey show. Yeah, That's yeah. What, uh, what I will always remember him yes. from. Yes, exactly. Uh, but I do really like the Brave and the Bold. Uh, if there ever was going to be a guy to like pick up the mantle and move on forever, he would be my second pick. The uh, speaking of Diedrich Bader, this is a great segue to my next thing. What I've been watching, uh, he did the voiceover uh, part of Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Oh, did he really? What? Yes. So I have uh, yet to watch it. I don't have a way to watch it. So. Yeah, you do. You, the Roku channel is completely free. Yeah, but I don't want to watch it on my phone. You don't I, have. I, w- I want to watch it on my TV. And you have an my... Xbox. You have a PS Five. Uh, download the channel there. It's, it's all not it's all there. Free. Are you sure? I, I just I looked over the weekend. It's not there. My understanding right. is uh, I haven't seen it yet either. Um, but my understanding is that it's it's a it's a biopic movie like Weird Al would do a bi- like it's a parody of a biopic. It's movie, a right? it's a total parody of of a biopic movie. That's it's fantastic. uh element it's it. like uh, what's that uh, other bio music pick that was a comedy spoof? Walk hard, walk hard. It's it's like a spoof of a spoof. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's there's definitely element of of nuggets of truth in the in the movie. But there is definitely not. Uh, there's like a whole segment where uh, he's dating Madonna. And <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. He didn't make out with Madonna. <laughs> he did not make out with Madonna. He didn't kill uh, Castro at some point. Um, and go all Rambo. Um, that was the inspiration for UHF, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, <laughs> he played Rambo in that movie. Yeah. He right. did. Yeah. Um, there, if you are a Weird Al fan, um, I've heard people reviewing. Oh, this is not his. I'm like, no, it's it's exactly what it should have been. It's a spoof of the the over the top biopic movies that have been coming out. Um, there's one great scene. I'm not going to spoil too much about it, but it, at one point, uh, Doctor Demento brings him to a house party, to a pool party, uh, when he's trying to like get him to sign with him in the very beginning of the career and. There's so many people from the uh, early '80s in that scene, um, and the people that are playing these characters—it's amazing. I mean, you got Pee Wee Herman and Elvira and Alice Cooper and and uh, the the bass player from Queen is there for some reason. And <laughs> it's everyone uh, you can think uh, of that Beacon? could have been like sort of famous. 
What's that, Brian? I, I, it's that John Deacon, right? John Deacon, exactly. Um, yeah. And it's if, if you if you like Weird Al and you get his comedy stylings, you're going to really like the movie. It's it's really fun. I'm excited to see it someday. We'll we'll find a way for you to watch it. We'll, there's got to be a way. I'm, yeah, I'm they, gonna look they do that up. a lot with. They do that a lot with these biopics lately, though, and it it really is a little disappointing. Like the the Queen, you know, even the Queen biopic that they did, yeah. there was so much. Which I enjoyed that in movie. that that. Oh yeah, it was great. It was great, but there was like there's a lot of stuff in there that that was complete fiction. And um, the Elton John, the Rocket Man, the one that they did, a, a lot of a lot of that complete total fiction. Like in, in you know, and he he even talks about it. He's like, well, you know, yeah. I mean, like I, he's like, I was involved. He's like, but I like what they did with it. And I'm like, okay, just as long as nobody goes seeing that, thinking that that's like you know the true story. <laughs> you know, there there are true elements. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I I really liked the Rocket Man movie, but I hated the Queen movie. Really? I was the other I was the other really? way. I th- I think Rocket Man is a much much better movie and then Queen is just a sad sack of shit of a movie for me. <laughs> I I love when you do, when you, when you don't hold back and you really tell us how you feel. And the fact that Rami Malek won an Oscar. Oh my god. I think that All movie right. single-handedly <laughs> convinced me Rami Malek's not really a good actor. He's just awkward, awkwardly weird, and people think he's acting. Well, he, he's definitely awkward and weird. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my wife texted me that I I have to say that Nina West was divine in in that in that scene in the Weird Al scene. Oh, uh, in the uh, in the Weird yeah. Al movie. Yep, it's it's great. Uh, I encourage you guys to watch it. It's a lot of fun. Um. Have you, has anybody been watching Andor besides me? Uh, no. Let's get to what we Star Wars here. I have not. I, there's, I think 12 episodes of the season. Um, they're on like 10 now, right? I 11 just came out, I believe. So there's only one more left. Cool. See, I'm going to just binge it during my Thanksgiving holiday. I have like there you a go. few days off. I, so I really, gonna... I'm really interested to hear what you, what you think about it because the show is very cinematic. I'm, I am not. Uh, I don't think Diego Luna, Luna is a very great good actor. Oh shit! And there's there's this weird. He's just a little. He's a little awkward on on screen too. Um, but there's some really cool stuff in this in this show. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, so this we'll talk a, about it. I'm after I'm, you've I'm seen excited it. and scared because I also mm. didn't enjoy Rogue One. It's very. Uh, it's very cinematic. I think what you will like it because it's done by Tony Gilroy. Yeah, which, who you know, uh, created all a, the it, yeah he's a the hit Bourne movies, right? No, he did like those like corporate espionage thriller movies, like the uh, what's that George Clooney movie where he's like a uh, an assassin for a corporate company, and I can't remember what it's called right now. Mister uh, Michael Clayton, that's like oh. his big big claim to fame. No, he did the Born Legacy, the Born Ultimatum, Born Supremacy, oh, so Identity. Yeah, I uh, don't think so. I thought that was Paul Greengrass. But uh, anyway. he might know more than me. Fight. He, he might have wrote, Fight maybe it. written the stories. Oh, that's possible. Deal. Yeah. Um, I know he was involved, but it definitely has that uh, element. I mean, I, I know you don't like Rogue One, so there. 
I, I'm clearly like in the minority, so like I understand there's like not a lot of people who don't like Rogue One. I understand that, yes. but to me, it's not a very good movie. And they slapped some shit together, thinking, "Look, it's a movie," and then they gave us like this really cool fan fic thing with Darth Vader chopping everybody up. Um, I don't know. I'm excited there, and scared all at the same time. I will I say there's a couple. Things. There's a couple of really cool um, episodes towards the later part of the series that uh, it's very reminiscent of like THX 1138 type of feel to it. Oh, yeah. Very, very different than any Star Wars thing I've ever seen before. Um, And it's really cool. Um, He did write the screenplay for the Bourne movies. Yeah. Maybe you well, did direct. I, w- I wouldn't say that the screenplay for the Bourne movies are great, but okay. Uh, Brian, what about you? Are you uh, any plans to watch? Have you watched any of the Star Wars streaming things on Disney Plus? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, it, I, I keep hearing how good, how great they are, especially the Mandalorian. Um, and it's one of those where I keep it's kind of like all the Marvel streaming ones where I hear that they're really good and I'm like, OK, I got to watch that. But then I'm like, well, wait a minute. I kind of feel like I need to get caught up on all the movies first. And then, yeah. you know, because I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to get into it. And like, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I don't know what's going on, you know, because I'm I, I'm like a, you know, a so so star Wars guy. Like I've watched the movies. Uh, I haven't seen all the movies, but I've seen most of them. Um, I've enjoyed them and I, I, I haven't thought any of them were bad. Um, it, it, at least in my opinion, you know, um, but I'm not you like, some, Uber star some are Wars better than others. Rise of Skywalker. Did you see that movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I didn't. So I've seen, I, I have seen um, the first <laughs> six. So episodes one through six, and then uh, I've seen Rogue One, which I actually liked Rogue One. I thought Rogue One was good. Um, so, and I've seen Rogue One. So, so I still need have to see okay. like seven, the I guess, seven, eight, you, you nine. Could, you can stop there. You don't need to go any further. Wait, wait, seven, eight, nine. Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's why the, the dad why, jokes. Why is, <laughs> it it did actually. You're right. It kind of did. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Dave? Are you planning to watch Andor at all? I I might. Uh, I I'm still kind of uh, you know I, I have Star Wars and Marvel fatigue to an extent. Um, sure. And so I I will. Uh, I'm just not feeling real compelled to. I did have a new Star Wars experience though, uh, new to me. Oh yeah. Star Wars experience uh, last week though. What, what happened? I got to go on Rise of the Resistance. Ooh. Which I hadn't been the able to do before. Have experience. you been on the ride, Brian? I I have. I have. It's pretty great. It's pretty cool. Were, I, were you, so, so since uh, you haven't seen 7, 8, and 9, or were you completely lost on what was going on? No, not, not really. I mean, not really. So, like, some of the characters, like Kylo Ren, you know, like, I... I haven't seen, but obviously like I know, you know, who Kylo Ren is, but I haven't seen any of the movies that Kylo Ren has been in, you know, but, but I get, so I, I mean, I, I knew enough, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty great. What did you think, uh, Dave? Um, it is maybe the coolest theme park attraction I have ever seen. Um, 
Uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head that I would say gives it stiff competition. Uh, it was so. Another thing is, I went into it uh, blind. I have avoided like watching ride through videos. I have avoided it's the best way to go about it. it really, I, I'm really glad I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I, so I, I just happened to be in Disneyland for an afternoon and evening uh, last Wednesday with a friend of mine. And, uh, that was a whole story in and of itself, but we, we just happened to be there and we happened to get lucky and catch a 45 minute line for rise of the resistance. And so I was like, let's, that's amazing. We got to do it. And so I went, yeah, I went in blind. Um, I, you know, had the vaguest concept of what it was about. And I knew that it was, I had, I, I was under the impression that it was going to be very different from any other theme park attraction I've ever done. And it was, uh, so cool. Uh, the, uh, multi-step layered experience and uh, so many layers and it's like the the queue the the ride to get to the ride yeah the uh the moving along while you're in the ride it's just everything about it that the yeah the the story the like the story starts in line and like Yep. I was trying to figure out like queue. where are they where are they considering the ride to start because the line was supposed to be 45 minutes and I swear it didn't take that long before we started like into the experience. Like it's, I think the lo- I think the ride actually starts outside of the queue even because you it's know the it's the moment rebel- you pass through the doors after talking to Ray. Yeah. I don't know well, I know that but I I think just the environment the, lo- the area around it you know you okay this is the secret rebel base it's well the I beginning mean, of that experience that's, you know That's fairly standard Disney stuff though to set the theming up so that you're already having the experience before you start the sure. experience but it just um I don't know it felt like some of it some of it felt like it was intended to sort of be pre-show but that it was all but it was all one continuous experience and it, and I don't know if it's always as seamless as it was for us, but like it was, it was flawless. It was, we didn't miss a beat. Everything moved straight on through and uh, man, what an amazing experience. Um, the, the multi-layered, the, the, it's like a, it's not even like a ride. It's like a, uh, an interactive uh, experience. performance with some rides in it <laughs> and uh in <laughs> several several uh yeah. really like cool moments that just make there was a guy when the when you get the transport part of it uh when you first get on the transport and you get caught and the doors open again the doors that you just went into open again and you're on the yep. deck of the guy behind me goes whoa <laughs> like mind <laughs> bo- and i'm like dude i get it like that was amazing <laughs> it was such incredible experience uh, it, that, the, the only that, downside is now that we know that like this kind of thing is possible and so mm-hmm. uh man now you now want you, more of now it. you got <laughs> yeah <laughs> guess what I mean, compare this to like now you now you can we talk about it compare that to like the millennium falcon smugglers run oh it uh, blows that concept, completely away that ride is not very good i'll i'll be honest it's not like, fun i like the, the only way it's fun is if you're in the front seat yeah we discussed that last night too you have to be in a good group that knows what they're doing and that shouldn't i shouldn't be that way I, you know, I'm, I'm probably in a minority here where, um, I, I honestly, I, I don't think the ride's all that great. Um, to be honest with you, I mean, it's, it's cool. Like the thing is though, is we, well, both parks already have 
uh, Star Tours. And for me, that's all it is, is Star Tours. But it does have an enhanced element where instead of just sitting in a theater looking at a screen, you yeah. literally feel like you're in the cockpit of the well, Millennium Falcon. Like that, some, people, some people are just pushing buttons. Well, well, yeah, but I, I just mean as far as the the aesthetic, the look of it, sure. like you're, you know, you know, you're not just like sitting in like a, a little tiny little, um, you know, mo- motion simulator. You know, you actually it actually looks like you're looking out the window and you're in these like cockpit seats and stuff. Um, yeah. But but, you know, other which I think that part's pretty cool. But other than that, from that point on, I get that. It does have some interactive element because if you know what you're doing, you get a different experience every time. I get that, but honestly, it's just Star Tours from that point on for me. You know, I think um, the lead up probably the lead on the minority, up to that but ride, I think the no, you're not. The, I, the I'm, queue, I'm I'm there with uh, you. After I wrote it, the like the third or second second or third time of uh, start of uh, Smuggler's Run, I was like, yeah, I'm never gonna ride this ride ever again. I feel like the, it is a, the queue it is an is experience amazing. to see yeah. the yeah the see the experience of the Millennium Falcon is overwhelmingly amazing. I just hate the fucking ride that exists for it. I, I like the queue. I think that like it's a I think it's a good experience to like to do the whole experience. The queue is cool. Getting to go and like hang out in the lounge of the millennium Falcon before you get taken down to the cockpit and all that. Like that was a really cool experience. Yeah. The ride in and of itself kind of lackluster, but it, the, Hondo, the Hondo animatronic is pretty cool too. Yeah. Like all of that well, stuff, uh, all of the stuff around the ride ones too, right? All the mm-hmm. stuff around the ride is cool. The is just the, yep. the ride itself is a little anticlimactic. I think. The the build up right the build up and the anticipation mm-hmm. for it are better than the actual yeah. attraction itself. Yeah, totally feel that. Um, do were there any other uh, experiences at Disneyland that you wanted to talk about? Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it was kind of wild. Uh, that uh, what about? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I was just going to ask you if they had uh if you if they were doing and if you saw the haunted mansion with the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay out there. Yes, yeah, they were doing that, and uh, I absolutely did oh, that. Yeah, I'm I am uh, haunted haunted mansion is like that's uh, if you if it was like hey uh, you can go to Disneyland uh, here's a here's a, a, a ticket to Disneyland uh, you get to pick one thing to do and then you have to go. I'm doing the haunted mansion like. Nine it's times, awesome, like, isn't it? Like eight times out of ten, I'm doing the haunted mansion anyway. It's it's a haunted mansion. It's our religion. With, the, with yeah, it kind of is. Uh, it it <laughs> but uh, the I did the Nightmare Before Christmas version of the haunted mansion a couple of years ago for the first time. Um, something I always wanted to see. I didn't understand before I did it how in depth it is. I was expecting to go through the haunted mansion and have some like nightmare before Christmas stuff overlaid on top of it. I did not realize that it was a complete redo of the haunted mansion. Um, it's cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, we got to do that. Um, I'm glad we did. Glad I got to do that again. Uh, I got to do the, uh, the classic version of space mountain this time, because the last time I was there, it was hyperspace mountain. And, uh, so yeah, got to do classic Space Mountain. Haven't done that in a while, so that was cool. Um, 
yeah, it was cool. Just like, um, I was, I was in LA because an old friend of mine, one of my best friends growing up, uh, probably my, my, probably my best friend growing up hit me up out of the blue. We haven't really talked for a long time. Uh, and he was like, Hey, I'm going to LA. I'm going to this concert. I want you to come with me. I'm covering everything. Let's go. And so I'm like, okay. So he was going to fly me out to LA. And then I, I get a text message one morning and it's like, he's like, it's a screen cap that he bought Disneyland tickets as well. He's like, I couldn't resist. Right. So we went to Disneyland the day we got to LA. So we didn't even get to the park until like three o'clock in the afternoon. And, uh, we stayed there until midnight and with no plan, we just walked in and, uh, it was busy. It seemed busy anyway, but we still managed to do just about everything we wanted to do. And I was really surprised by that. Um, we didn't get a lot of bad wait times. Um, it went it went surprisingly smoothly for as little prep <laughs> as we did going in. So it was really cool, really cool day. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you got to do rise. I was I was really wanting you to to be able to do that. Yeah, and I I, I don't even want to talk about it too much because for because I'm glad I went into it uh, spoiler free, so to speak. Now I don't want to spoil yeah. it for other people. I just, I want to be like, you have to go, like, go like do your it. family, go do it. Yeah. yeah. Your family hasn't done it yet. No. Yeah. All right. So, it sounds like an excuse for all, all of us to go back and ride that ride again. Let's start saving up now. Cause we need to. <laughs> so I, I'll be able to afford it in like five years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause you just got my, back last my, month, George. <laughs> it's true. I do have uh, like two tickets that Disney won't refund me for that are expire by the end of next year. Well, so there's you that. Can gift them to somebody, can't you? Or no, you they're to... in. They're in my name. Oh no. Yeah, so that's a non-transferable two tickets. Mm. Two tickets to Paradise, baby, with Park Hopper too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a long weekend to me. So Is it just a one day pass or it's a two day pass, two day pass. Well, a long yeah. weekend. You should do it. Two day pass with park copper. It's what they, uh, re- well, that's what they gave back to us because of the hurricane. Mm. Uh, George question for you, my yeah. good sir. Did you, mm. uh, see black Panther, uh, Wakanda forever? I did. Has anybody else? Yeah, I saw it. Dave have, I know Brian, you have not seen it yet, right? I, I I haven't, but my uh, my son and my wife actually saw it um, oh. over the weekend. And uh, did they spoil it for you already? No, 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 they didn't. My daughter has a habit. My seven year old has a habit of doing <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> literally, like I remember, like because no my my wife and my daughter uh, went and saw. <laughs> yeah, they they went and saw Captain Marvel before I did. And so then finally I was watching Captain Marvel and literally like, I don't know, five minutes into the movie, she says something and I was like, and it, and it ruined the ending of the movie for me. And I, I go, oh, no. thanks, Briley. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks. Appreciate I w- it. I will spoil part of the movie and um, I will say that Black Panther is dead. T'Challa is, is dead. The king is dead. <laughs> Um, you don't say so i'm gonna start i'm gonna start with you dave uh because i i have i definitely have some feelings about this this movie um what were your overall feelings about wakanda forever besides Um, feeling like forever it it did 
sort of go on in some places. I, I, I felt like, um, it, Wakanda forever. Overall, overall, <laughs> I had, overall, I had fun with it. I, I enjoyed a lot about it. Um, I don't know where I would rank it off the top of my head amongst the Marvel movies. I'm not really sure. I think that's what we should do next episode is now that phase four is done. Sure. We should do we'll like a phase four. Them. Yeah. Phase four recap and rank yeah. the, Cause it's, just, it's the, just the phase done, four. Yeah. yeah. We should just I'm down. rank the phase four movies. I, I did enjoy though, how they handled um, the death of Chadwick Boseman and how, how they handled it in the movie itself and how they handled it around the movie. Mm. Like when the, the Marvel studios logo came up at the beginning of the yes. movie and it was all Chadwick Boseman images, all and Chadwick. I, and it was completely in silence, in silence. And I thought that was very tasteful and touching. Yeah. And, um, you could, and, you could hear like, uh, you, you know, a pin drop in the yeah. theater. Everybody was like, yeah. Nobody wanted to like you don't you didn't want to hear people were like trying to hold in their tears and their yeah it was, it was it was it was a surprisingly touching uh, touch that they added right there at the beginning of the movie and, yeah. uh, and that's where it stopped for me I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought there were some good things through it um, I like I said I, overall I, I I had a I had a good time uh, I it it was kind of middle of the pack as far as Marvel movies go for me. Um, it was a perfectly enjoyable experience that maybe dragged in some places. Um, and some it, of it, it definitely, some of it didn't, it definitely did. some of it didn't quite make sense, but yeah. at this point I'm like, you know, they've done so many things that don't make sense that and, I mean, we're trying, we're trying to be very spoiler free here, but yeah. I will, I'm, I'm going to say this was probably one of my least favorite Marvel movies at a long oh, really? time. Yeah. I, I, I just thought I liked it, was it better overly, than that. I just thought it was. I, I was think, trying to. I was trying to pinpoint what my issue with it is, and I. I think I figured it out. I don't like the character Shuri. I don't like the actress that plays her. I just don't. I just. I, I just don't like it. And this movie is her movie. Yeah. So knowing that, I'm like, oh, okay. This is that probably makes sense why I didn't really enjoy it that much, but. There were cool elements. I mean, Namor was really cool. I really liked the backstory they did with him, and because if they did it, the, if they did it the normal way from the comics, it'd, it's too much like Aquaman. You know what I mean? Right. Like the yeah. backstory. Right. Um, I thought he was really cool, and uh, I, I I liked Riri Williams. I liked what they're doing Ironheart, but I mm-hmm. felt that it was just sort of thrown in and didn't spend enough time on that plot line, which they could have. But the thing is though, is at this point, we all know that you can't really look at any of these things as a standalone thing. It's like, it was a way for them to introduce a character that is going to continue to get in their own series soon. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And and so I, I, that's the thing is like, I don't even, I don't judge Marvel movies the same way that I judge other movies anymore because they're not like other movies. And that's one of the ways that they're not. Um, I, they play by a different set of, of, of narrative rules uh, for sure. (laughs) And so uh, I don't, I don't think the normal, (laughs) the rest of the normal rules apply either. And so, uh, so in that way I can, I can forgive a lot or overlook a lot or, uh, or maybe a better way to put it is I'm more willing to go along with a lot 
uh, maybe sure. that's a good. I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, would I will I watch this movie again? Yes, definitely will. When it comes like on Disney Plus, it'll be a good background mu- movie. Um, I liked a lot. Lo- they they gave a little bit more context to like the Contessa. Um, mm-hmm. what her you can sort of see how they're sort of building up to Thunderbolt, what she's sort of looking for the the vibranium type of deal. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. why. There's, there's a lot of cool stuff building up there. Um, uh, even go with me. This is a, just a, just a, an idea that in the comics, the Contessa was actually a scroll. Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering if they're really going to, if they're going to, if they're going to play that in the MCU, which would be really cool. Cause like we, you have secret war coming up, mm-hmm. secret wars, whatever they're calling it. So, okay. I, so I think uh, I think I I think I enjoyed a lot of the perf- performances sort of in it. I, I like a lot of the actors who were in it. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. And so it was enjoyable. Uh, likewise, it was enjoyable to watch them do what they do. Like uh, yeah. you know, I I think that's where I got a lot of my enjoyment out of it. Uh, Angela I, Bassett. Being, I agree. Being everybody, the queen everybody, of Wakanda, but she was Shuri phenomenal. So George, what are your what's your opinion? I think I'm somewhere in between the two of you. Like there are parts of this movie that are just just uh, absolutely fantastic. I think anytime mm-hmm. Namor was on screen, uh he was just so magnetic to watch. The problem is I feel like we don't ever spend anywhere near enough time with him to actually understand yeah. what kind of character he is. Or if he's meant to be the villain, what kind of villain he wanted uh, yeah. to be. I felt like he was um, kind of vague. Yeah. 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 It was a little too, too vague. And I really do think that this movie is, was underbaked and overstuffed. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of that has to come with the, the misfortunate of it all with the upcoming Marvel movies that they, they it feels like there's a mandate, like, all right, we got to have this scene that sets up that scene the checklist, uh, that, right? Yeah, it it feels very by the numbers at times, and it's really really annoying. And then it really leaves for a sloppy, nonsensical third act. Um, mm-hmm. Like a lot of decisions that were made were like I I, I don't understand. Um, I wish they would have gone a little bit more in depth with uh, t'challa's characters passing a little bit i understand why they didn't because this movie was probably gone into production i think a few months right after his death was announced so i understand the um the uh like the like the pause on whether like how deep we should go into that or we should even talk about it or not uh and to me like like we talked about earlier it was dave i they i think they handled that part of it beautifully I, I see. I disagree. Like I understand that he's a uh, a, a character that people associate uh, like associated with and cared about and all that stuff. But I, I think you, you really uh, you know like put a like a like a like a lock over your ankles like storytelling wise by doing this kind of thing and being so beholden on a particular char- actor playing a certain character. Um, sure if they wanted to do that fine, but at least make it narratively make sense for the world that he lives in, not pull in so much reality. Cause they really pulled in a little bit too much of like meta-ness reality for us. And they did it on purpose. So you can kind of like 
feel these raw emotions that everyone was feeling. And it just kind of like the first half of the movie was about people dealing with grief. And I feel like they harped on that too much and it got in the way of trying to tell a poignant story about uh, guilt, sorrow and uh, letting go of guilt or letting go of grief. I I think that's essentially what the theme of this movie wants to be about. Yeah. I, I I don't know. Uh, with somebody who's dealt with a lot of grief in their life, I, I think they they did handle it correctly, and the characters uh, were did act the way they should have uh, dealing with it. So yeah, well, see, I'm trying to be vague because I don't want to spoil anything for, yeah, for no, Brian or anyone listening. But there, there's like there's more than just T'Challa's uh, death in this movie that are, is very impactful. Sl- sl- slight spoiler warning: someone else dies. Um, and I feel like that was like the too much of the uppercut punch that they were adding into this movie. And I think what that was, that was the original script idea that they never changed. They just kept it in to like, oh, okay. that makes sense. That actually makes a lot of sense. I can see that. Yeah. Like I, I feel like they had to do a lot of like story gymnastics to fit in Chadwick Boson passing away. Yeah. And because of that, we have this really oblong story about with Riri Williams, who doesn't really belong in this one movie. Same thing with uh, Matthew Martin Freeman's character, Ross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those two storylines don't really belong in this movie. And I really do think if they like cut that out, gave Namor a way more like story to breathe and, and interact with the Wakandans more and like more of the movie should have taken place in Wakanda, especially in a movie called Wakanda forever. Uh, it's just my two cents. I, what I like, what I liked about the first movie so much was how rich the world was. And I was thinking, Oh man, we're really going to get a dive in. We're going to get a back to the future to look at the peak of the future kind of deal. You know, like how much back to the future Two showed us a lot of their fake future. And we got a lot of cool things going on. I was kind of hoping I that's what they were going to go for here. I didn't see one Biff Casino in this movie at all. <laughs> well, you weren't looking hard enough, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's in the mountains. Um, okay. But that being said, there are things I really love. I know I've been really negative on it, so let me talk about something I really liked. I really liked Shuri. I really liked all the actors. I think Shuri is a great actress. I don't know why you're so hard on her. Um, I'm not being hard on her. It's just my opinion. No, 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 that's fine. I, I, it's totally fine. I, I, I don't see why how you're saying she wasn't good because I felt like all of her emotional beats were awesome and amazing. And when she, the only problem is, is the there's like some massive tonal whiplash going on because at times she's really funny, and then times she's really sad, <laughs> and it's sort well, of like tonal whiplash. Uh, well, it's, I, it's just tonal whiplash in the story. I, it's um, not an. I feel like that's not an unrealistic character thing to do, though. That no, that's true. I, I You're not wrong. It, it just it didn't feel very natural in the movie watching it. Um, and I think another big crime of the movie. I, I know I said I was going to say positive things, and I'm still harping on <laughs> negatives. But like one more thing before I finish on the negatives is like. I, I, there was no major surprises in this movie. It was very by the like I know exactly what was going to happen when it happened and how it happened. Uh, there was nothing left to surprise me or give me anything new. Um, and I, I think that's just a big, big sin with Marvel in the past. I don't know, eight movies or so. 
Um, so anyway, the positives. I really loved all the cast. Namor is amazing. I love the change that they made. The Mesoamerican, oh, yeah, cool. uh, like that was cool. so so cool. Uh, I they showed us a glimpse of their world, and like I wanted much more. Um, also, it's kind of weird that Disney is putting out two movies with like blue people from under the water. Uh, <sighs> looking at you, Avatar two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the we, way of the water we had man. uh we had that same we had a similar conversation my wife and i because we, uh, I, because just, I just find that i just like the what are the chances of that actually happening the, I mean, the, the avatar trailer uh, the avatar p- trailer played before the movie uh yes for us. yeah so did and, ours uh, yeah and and she leans over to me and she goes how do they look worse after all this time <laughs> 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 how did how did they not get better after all this time? And uh, they so must then, have been on, they must have got on that attraction, the uh, the boat ride. <laughs> oh, and so, so when that, so when our our uh, our water dwelling uh, race of superhumans came up in the in the movie proper, I leaned over and looked at these ones look much better than. The, <laughs> Avatar. One. And do you notice that their underwater city? I don't remember what they called it, but it was very um, Calocan. There you go. It was very, it was more drab and more uh, dark than like what, you know, like a big bright Aquaman underwater city. You know what I mean? Well, there's there's no sun under the water, Carrie. I I get that. I, I understand how that works. <laughs> but like other movies would have would have not done that. You know what I mean? Sure. They just they kept it very dark underwater, and I and I like that. Yeah. I really, I really like the actor who portrayed Namor. Uh, I, the wing feet, man. I really thought that was going to be silly. Uh, no, the moment they announced Namor, I was like, man, there's no way they're going to keep that. And they did, and they made it look cool. And they even like made it uh, like a cool thing in the movie. So, so I, I saw this article real quick about the the behind the scenes on the making of the movie, and there was a guy whose job was to digitally erase um, the bulge of. <laughs> Of of Namor, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I had to flatten that bulge. Apparently, there's a nice. there's like a comparison photo. You're like, that guy has a, a weird job. <laughs> What'd you do a, all day? Um, Namor got an eel in his pants. Is what he got in those speedos that he's wearing. He's got the eel. <laughs> oh man, how to explain that to your friends? That's what you're doing all day. This is like I make sure that his penis is not you know distractingly I, offensive. Yeah, basically. <laughs> We don't need another labyrinth situation in here, okay? Yes. He, my job is to debulge. Debulge? You don't click the debulge button on the editing machine, huh? Right. I've uh, never seen that one in Adobe. I don't know. I mean, like I said, there, there's parts of it I liked, uh, parts of it I didn't like. I, I do think this movie was a, uh, a movie by committee, and I feel bad for Ryan Coogler because I feel like he had a certain movie in mind, and you can see glimpses of it. Uh, yeah. But it gets overtaken by Disney Co. and the Marvel Machine. And, I think I can. Uh, I think I can agree with that because I. I think I. I don't. Uh, I don't know Ryan Coogler, and I don't necessarily know his work very well. But at the no. same time, I feel like watching the movie. I can tell the parts where he's talking to me, and yeah, those parts were good. I liked those. I liked those parts. Yeah, because there was emotional. Like anytime Angela Bassett was on scene or uh, Lupita Nyong'o was on scene, they were like, God, "Oh my goodness!" Amazing. Yeah, yeah like, I wanted me to. Cr- I wanted to cry for them. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like anytime Riri Williams is on screen, I was like, oh my goodness. Get this <laughs> All right. Get this well, Power Ranger off the screen already. Thank you for your uh, <laughs> your opinion on the movie. I guess uh, before we move on to uh, wrap up the show, I do want to mention really quickly that I have been playing a couple video games. Um, I've been playing Gotham Knights. I got I borrowed that from a friend of mine. Oh, nice. Um, I wasn't How bad sure. is it? It's not that bad. The reviews have been horrible. I've heard um, nothing but terrible things about it, yeah, which is why it, I didn't buy it. it I, I didn't buy it either. I just uh, I'm just checking out because I wanted to see if what the, the the fuss was about, and it's not a bad game. It's not great. It's not as good as any of the old um, the Arkham, Arkham series. But uh, I've only been playing as Nightwing, and I'm only maybe like an hour or so into the game, maybe two hours. Hmm. But um, it's not. It's not that bad. It's not great, but it's not that bad. I hear like the controls it's, is messy. It's um, it's not. It's definitely not in depth like what Arkham was. Where like, it's just a button. It's a it's a button masher. That's that's the big biggest complaint about it. Mm. Um, I mean, so it was the Arkham games too at times. Yeah, but you the, could the you could play games, the Arkham games as a button masher if you wanted. You to. could, but you would die very quickly. This one, you <laughs> could just push the button and you're like, "Oh, it's okay. You're done." Um, I, and, I, and I get that complaint, but uh, the game that I've been playing that's really taking up my time is God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, I broke down and bought that game too. I've oh, only played. You? I've only played for one hour though. So yeah, I'm I'm about maybe one or one or two hours into it but like i just finished kill- i just finished killing the bear so okay yeah that's where i'm at that was a that was a very it's the very beginning of the game yeah it's difficult the, the first early fight yeah it's the first thing you do yep so B- besides all the cutscenes and the intro and stuff like that, well or- yeah i mean that's <laughs> neither here nor there you're watching a movie no, I'm, I'm excited to get back into it and just play more and more i wish so- i would have played God of War, the last the last one before I played Ragnarok because I feel like oh, I you haven't. I have I played it before, but it's been oh, a while. Okay. Like it's oh, been a, like a couple you. of years. Wasn't uh, there like I, a meanwhile? I wish I would have replayed it. Wasn't there like a meanwhile in the beginning? And you're like, hey, previously in God of War, yeah, they have every recap. game. They out. have a recap option on the top of the uh, yep. thing, but I still feel like they miss out on a lot in that recap. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's just me. So Brian, do you have any uh, time to play any type of video games? Uh, n- no, not really. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you know, and I, I'm like an old school like video gamer anyway. Like the stuff when I when I do get a chance to to sit down and play, like every now and then I'll um I'll take over my son's Nintendo Switch, uh, <laughs> and um. Yeah, I, I tell you what, like I'm, I'm more of a, I, I don't know what they call it, but like you know, they, there's a term for it. I'm sure you guys know whatever like Mario Brothers Casual? is, you know, like that. The, uh, yeah, I forget what they. What, yeah, yeah. So I, I like games like that where you kind of like run around and and you know like squash yeah. people and shoot people and try to make it to the end of the level. Um, the one the the latest video game school. that I I have played. Yeah, I I am. And the latest one that I have played that I absolutely love, and I actually, it kind of became a little bit of a problem for somebody who doesn't really have a whole lot of free time because I found myself spending a lot of time that I should have been doing other things. And I'm like, dude, I can't put this game down. Um, do, uh, do you guys know about Cuphead? I, I don't know if this is just... <laughs> like that game is so difficult. 
Oh my God, it's just so freaking hard. <laughs> it is really hard, but I love the style that that game yeah. is done in. Like that old like fashion with the old timey kind of music and everything. I, I know something about that's it. What, and like that's really what drew me to the game was the style. Me too. And the visual me too. And have you watched the, the, the Netflix show at all? The cartoon? I have my my son loves it. He just told me that they're uh, getting ready to release season three. I think like this week or next week on Netflix. My son is he's eleven, I and he's I didn't realize like, there was a season two yet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They came out with season two not not too long ago. Actually, he was like, "Dad, season two's out," uh, and the show's pretty good too. I think the game is better than the show, honestly. But. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I love, I, I don't know what it is. That was, uh, it was something really intriguing. I saw him playing it and I was like, I don't know, man, this looks kind of cool. Like it's like the, well, I don't know. No it's just one, this old, no one's uh hand animating video games. Uh, no, it's like that's not anymore. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what made that super cool is they actually hand animated like traditional style of that video game and it and so it looks like an old 1930s uh real to real cartoon it looks phenomenal it looks i love it i love the look of it i mean i'm a animation yeah, yeah, fan it, in, it, in general and i love classic you know disney stuff and it's got that classic disney and fleischman brothers and like all that classic animation stuff you know uh what do they stuff. call it? Like it rubber is, animation is, or something like that? Oh, uh, rubber, uh, ho- yeah, rubber hose. No, it's something about the hose. Yeah, where the arms are all wiggly and the yeah, wiggly yeah. wobbly. Yeah, there is there is a name for it in the animation world, but it's slipping my I, mind yeah, right now. Yeah, I thought it was called rubber something, but I could be wrong. Yeah, very, but it, it uh, is very, it is impossibly dis- difficult uh, uh, to really beat. Is. But uh, and the DLC <laughs> they put it's, out, it's addictive. Is even even more difficult. I'm like, how did they make it even harder? They found a way life, uh, finds a way and they did. Um, so yeah, you that, wanna, that's, you guys, that's me. It's not all that exciting, but that's me it, as far as games. Do you go. guys want to, uh, get into George hates metal real quick, or do you want to hold off till next episode? Uh, we can hold off. I I think we've, we've run a little long, I think so. we have. And, uh, I, I don't want to forget about uh, the last thing we do on the show, Brian, is we always we do a segment called What's Tickling Your Geek? And uh, this is a segment where we all talk about something that we're looking forward to, uh, something that we've done recently or, we, or we've watched or whatever that we want to let other people know about, something we're really excited about. So uh, since this is George's segment, okay. we'll let George go first. Uh, I'm going to let the guest goes first. Let the we got to give him time to. to, to oh, he's oh, yeah, I was going to give him time to. I, I, I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a couple things, but, you know, I, I don't want to oh, pick something like really lame something. and like stupid, you know? So. No, if you're looking, um, dude, if you're, if you're looking forward to it, it's never lame. Absolutely. You know, well, uh, I can, I guess I can so I, start. If I, y'all I'll throw this to, out there. Give him some time. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. If you got something, go ahead, man. I don't want to step on your toes. 
<laughs> well, I, I was just going to say, I'll throw this out there in the theme of, because, you know, we talked about how I'm always late, late to the party on, you know, like on stuff that's trending and really popular and everything. I'll say I'm really into a sitcom right now that like, I'm like binge watching this sitcom on Hulu right now. And it's, it's already like, it was, it was on for five seasons and it's, it's already gone off the air. Um, but I'm really in the, do you guys know about Superstore? It's like the office yes. meets Walmart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> so I know, I, I'm really into this show right now. And it, and the only reason I even saw it is because I was watching something. You know how, like, when you're watching something on Hulu and it ends, and like, if you don't stop it, or it'll just go on to whatever, like, the next, like, kind of comparable thing is, or whatever that it thinks that you might like. So, like, the yep. first episode of this show popped up, and I was busy doing something, and I, I didn't have a chance to turn it off. And I watched like the first ten minutes of it. And, like, I don't know, it's pretty good. And um, it, it is. It, it's cool. And I was like, man, it's like The Office meets Walmart. And then I understood why. I'm a big fan of The Office. So I understood why is like Justin Spitzer, like one of the like, you know, the, the the big writers from the show or whatever. Like it's like his show. And I'm like, oh, OK, I get it now. Um, but anyway, uh, that's kind of my creator, thing. The and creator it, has a new show, too. Uh, was it American Yeah. Auto? Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, it's, it's pretty good. And so I, I would say if you like the office and maybe you're like me, you're, you're late to the party on everything. Um, Hey, there's five seasons of superstore out there. You can check out the, the, the year of COVID being in home was, uh, my catching up on a lot of that stuff that I always missed out on, you know, should I watch the office? Am I too late to that party? I don't think you're ever too late for that. For what I understand, apparently not. I I see I see it way too much on Comedy Central. I'm like, where's my South Park? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, the, um, the, office, the Office is great. If you, you should get into it, if you haven't watched it, I, I will say honestly, I think it it really goes south after like season five. But a lot of people really still love. Is love that when Ultron way, shows way up after then? But. When who? Ultron shows up. <laughs> no, he does. Ultron. The, nice. Oh, who? I see what you, oh, see on the what office. Yeah, James Spader. James yeah. Spader. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh! I. Okay. Yes. <laughs> no, it's before that. It's before that. But anyway. Okay. Um. But yeah, it's a good show. You should check it out if you haven't already. What about you, George? What's uh, tickling your geek? Um, really quick, I will say uh, God of War, Ragnarok. We just kind of talked about it, so I'll get that out of the way. I'm very excited to get in more into it. Uh, yeah. As soon as I started Agreed. playing it, I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot how cool these games are. Uh, this game is just no exception. It's just even cooler. Um, I'm very excited that Thanksgiving holidays coming around. Um, so I'm going to go do some family stuff come in the next couple of weeks and, uh, hopefully that will give you some time, uh, to delve into Andor. I'm very excited and scared at the same time to, like I said, I can't wait to discuss it with you further. And, uh, what else? Oh, and, uh, I'm going to go see the uh, new Ralph Fiennes movie and, and, uh, Ray Fiennes. I thought it was Ralph Mm -hmm. Fiennes. It's Ray. 
the guy who plays Voldemort? I'm pretty sure it's, it's Ralph yes. Fiennes. It's it's pronounced Ray Lou. Uh, mm, okay, I've whatever. heard him. I've heard him say in interviews. That's all okay. I know. Okay, whatever. Uh, there's this new movie out called The Menu. I'm very excited about it. Uh, me and my wife been like ooing and aahing over the trailer since we saw it. I don't know, back early October or maybe earlier than that. I don't know. But anyway, I'm very excited. It's about these people who go on a secluded island for an exclusive like dining experience that turns terrible. And um, they become I'm, part of the menu. Yeah, I'm very excited to see where it goes. And it looks fun and outrageous. And I just hoping for a good time. That's all I can really ask for. Carrie, um, I yes. looked I looked it up. And there's an yes, article sir. on BBC America that he pronounces it Rafe to rhyme with safe. Rafe. Yes. Rafe okay. Fines. Yeah. Rafe Fines. That's how he says it's pronounced. Yeah. Do you, does he know this is an L in his name? <laughs> it's a silent L. It's a killer. <laughs> but but when you say it together, you know, it, like, it sounds like Ray Fines, like Rafe Fines or Ray Fines. So, huh, interesting. Yeah. I've always wondered then, that too. Because I mean, I, I've heard it everybody say Ray, but it's spelled Ralph. <laughs> yeah, maybe I because I heard him say it on a talk show. So maybe he said it so quickly it sounded like Ray, then Fines. But maybe it is Ray Fines. He yes. just said it quickly. Rafe you know? Fines. Yeah. yeah, news to me. I knew it wasn't Ralph or Rail for however you want to pronounce it. It's but spelled Ralph Fines. I don't it know is what to tell you. It is spelled Ralph. I, I will, I'm not denying that. If I ever see him in person, <laughs> I'll be like, hey, what's up, Ralph? And he's like, no, it's Rafe. And I'm like, mm, you should check the spelling of your name again, sir. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Gorge. <laughs> that's not how it's spelled. That's not how it's spelled, though. If my name had a G-O in front of it, then yes, you could call me that. But it's George. There's no way to fuck it up. It's George. <laughs> All right, Dave, what about you, sir? Uh, I think I know at least part of what your answer is going to be, so I'm not going to step on your toes. I looked at the list, so uh, oh. I'm not going to yep. do that one. Uh, do, so it, in, do it. No, do I'm it. not. Uh, so yeah. instead, I will say, uh, so as of as of recording time, um, tomorrow, part two of Inside Job comes out. Um, I didn't oh, think... I haven't that. watched that. Is that good? I Okay, this is a show that was made for me. Uh, <laughs> because uh, I am fascinated by conspiracy theories and I think they're hilarious. Oh, and, so am I. And um, they're like a hobby of mine. Um, and the whole show is like the, if you haven't heard of it, the gist of it is um, that all of the conspiracy theories are actually true and they're being facilitated by these like secret megacorps. And this follows the some of the workers in one of these megacorps as they are facilitating all of the secret conspiracies around the world and so it's just full of like stupid conspiracy theory references and uh, one of the creators of the show um was uh worked on gravity falls which yeah I he's al- the executive producer yeah. alex hirsch uh, I also I love Gravity Falls. Uh, yeah, they, me too. I'm a huge Gravity Falls fan. They and so Gravity Falls tapped into this like conspiracy theory kind of stuff too. So it's kind of like that, but adult. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm gonna have to check it. out. I might do that during the Thanksgiving or Christmas holiday as well. I was worried that part two was never actually going to come out. I was afraid it was going to be one of the, and they ended on a cliffhanger. There was it was because it was supposed to be like the middle of the season. And so, uh, 
but I think they're they're calling it two separate seasons or whatever you know, parts or whatever they're calling it at this yeah. point. But they were but they were contracted originally for twenty episodes and they'd only released ten. So I was like, are the other ten coming or is it just did this project get dropped? Well, it's coming out tomorrow, so I'm excited nice. for that. It's on and Netflix. then yeah, on Netflix. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, I I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to see what they do with the Wednesday show, which comes out next Wednesday. Oh, that's a good timing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, convenient. That's Tim Burton, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I, and, I could be. I'm yeah. interested. I, I want to see that. I, I'm going to be checking that out. Uh, I'm a big Tim Burton fan, and 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 also Adam's Family. I I love the. Uh, the stuff when does that come in the out? 90s with the movies. Next Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, just in time for Thanksgiving. Yep. New episodes on Wednesdays. It's a TV show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's weird for Tim Burton. Yeah. I, I heard an interview with uh, Quentin Tarantino that he wants to do a TV series now. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I read that article. He's been well. talking about that. If it's what, I'm, it's a, if it's what I think you're going to say, he's been talking about that for years. I don't they remember what they didn't what announce it what it was. What do you think it is? He's been talking about doing a Star Trek for ages. He wants oh, to do no, a Star Trek not... movie. Is what oh, okay, he said. okay, okay. It, yeah, it's not Star Trek. Uh, it's something. I think different. it's a, an original thing that he's doing. Okay. If I have to guess, it's going to be in the world of uh, of the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but like I would be down for angle. that. Okay, I would love that. Um. For me, you saw you you saw the list. Uh, one of the things uh, I'm looking forward to, which I think comes out on November 30th, is yep. the Willow series on Disney Plus. Damn, that comes uh, out in November too. Shit. Yeah, uh, I'm super I'm excited so, for that. I thought I'm that coming so out on Christmas. I, I the other last week I decided I'm going to start rewatching Willow because it's been a <laughs> long time, and I got maybe like 45 minutes into it and I forgot how good that movie is and i was discussing oh, it with my i was discussing with my wife and she's like been a long time for her so i think we're just gonna rewatch it again this, this break because it's been a long time yeah i would i think it would be a perfect like watch the first movie yes and then the next day start the series it's but it's so good i'm so looking forward to this are they doing the uh, thing, are they doing of the full series at once or are they doing the disney you know, Plus model i don't know once a week i think they're doing once a week they, yeah. Oh, really? They're not dropping it so. all together? I don't think so. I wish they would, because I just binge it. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd even sleep that night. I'd just watch it all. <laughs> just watch all of it in one sitting. Yep. No, I think they're gonna do like a one or two episode release when it re- comes out, and from there it's gonna be a, a, every once a week. Yeah, that's what I figured. One of the one of the other things I'm excited for that just got announced today is in May uh, we're we're driving to Dallas to go see. Uh, uh, Halloween. It was Hammerfall opening, and they announced that on off days that Hammerfall is going to be doing headlining shows, and one of those headlining shows is is actually here in Houston. I'm cool. like, oh, that's convenient. And there's like a hundred dollar VIP that includes a ticket to the show. I'm like, hmm, I've done that before, but do it again, right? You you why it, not? It's for you, man. Yep, you totally do you. Me. I will. I'm also looking All forward right. to uh, Violent Night coming out in two weeks. Oh yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know well, if I'm going to see that in theaters, but once it comes out in streaming, I will definitely watch it. <laughs> it looks fun. Uh, well, I, didn't they already make that movie with Mel Gibson called it the uh, Bad uh, Fat Santa or something like that? Are you talking about Bad Santa? 
No, there was another movie that came out with Mel Gibson a few years ago. Oh, I don't watch anything with that guy. Uh, <laughs> where he played Santa Claus and he like was like a action hero Santa Claus. Okay. I don't remember the name of the movie, but I know it came out. And if it doesn't exist anymore, it's one of those mandala things. <laughs> We're gonna have to look that up. Cause did he did he like try to kill any Jews in that movie? No. I think okay. he was killing Hispanic people. Wow, yeah, 2020, Fat Man. Fat yeah. Man. There you go. Not Fat really? Santa. I never heard of that. But uh, Mel Gibson movies are not entirely on my radar anymore. It's understandable. To save there's a, there's... his declining business, Chris Kringle, also known as Santa Claus, is forced into a partnership with the U.S. military. This sounds like a train wreck. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I, heard it, I heard it was like stupid fun i mean it can't be any worse than uh this new one with david harbour coming out oh that looks it looks fun though i'm sorry no everything with david harbour is i have to like take a pause especially since hellboy did you uh see there's a a series with uh stallone now like Tulsa yeah King or from something? uh from the uh tyler sheridan guy Oh, really? I haven't watched it yet, but I want to. I want to. I really, I, I I've tapped into my my white manness watching Yellowstone, and I really enjoyed Yellowstone. I've, I've never seen that. It's surprisingly good. At least the first two seasons are. And then it kind of gets very. I don't think you would like it, Carrie. To be honest with you, okay. but like people who that. like, I think people who like, you know, drama like trash, high uh, high end trash. They would definitely enjoy it. Okay. That's definitely not me. <laughs> Give me an example of high end like trash. High end trash. Car- <laughs> like it, it's it's w- like it's almost prestige it's almost prestige TV. It would be something that's on like USA network. It's like almost almost prestige TV, but like the drama is just a little too high end on the drama. Like, can you like, ah, name, no way name something? Can you name name something that that? Would... Uh, I'm I'm trying to think. Give me a couple of minutes, and I'll I'll try to compare it to another okay. show that I, I, I think. Because I'm fascinated by this term, and I need I need an example to. <laughs> right? It's high end trash. Like you know, they spent money on it, but the drama in it is like ridiculously dramatic. Okay. Okay. Uh, like all of the old old soap operas, like Dallas and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, kind of like Dallas, but with with a higher production value. It looks pretty. It's, it's pretty trash. It's very pretty junk, uh, prestige drama. <laughs> so like stuff like Empire or yes, like, like okay. Empire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a that's a good example. Okay. I, I was gonna say like uh, Breaking Bad, but it's nowhere near as good as Breaking Bad. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm going through like a list in my minds of like <laughs> drama TV that, that it could uh, compare to, but it's kind of in its own little echelon of gotcha. like, yeah, you know, you know, this is expensive because Kevin Costner's in it. Uh, do, you, uh, do you guys have any trash TV that you, uh, I'm not going to say that are guilty pleasures cause that's not, we don't do that right. here. Yeah. We don't do that. If you here. enjoy you it, any- enjoy it. God damn it. Right, you don't need be, to be, be guilty proud. about it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I uh, I you watched Yellowstone, so yeah, that's that's part of it. But season three wasn't very good, so meh. I hear season four is great. I haven't watched it yet, but season three wasn't wasn't for me. 
Season three is always a downer in most shows. <laughs> uh, Lego Masters, does that count as trash TV? No. Okay. I really love Lego Masters. I make sure to watch it all the time. <laughs> I Well, you know me. I love cooking competition shows, and I just watched that one. Oh, one. I watched that bartender show on Netflix. Yes. That's very much junk TV. Was it Drink Masters or whatever it was called? Drink. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was all right. That was fun. I liked it. Now we're watching one on uh, was it, I think, I think Dave would like that show. We're watching one on HBO now. It's called something brunch from Dan Le- Levy. I have never heard Very of that. interesting. It's like a cooking show, but all they do is make brunch food. I love, I love brunch. <laughs> you might brunch like is my, fi- my favorite, my favorite time brunch and alcohol. There you go. Yeah. And it's a cooking comedy. And it's, but it's not like, it's very much like the great bake, the, British the great British bake off. I watch very, that a lot too. It's very nice. It's a very nice competition show. Not like health kitchen or something. You know not, what I mean? Not, not brutal. No, it's not brutal at all. It's very nice and relaxing for a competition. Brian, what about you? What about junk TV you enjoy? That's so, not the office. So I, I definitely have junk TV, but like hearing what your guys interpretation of junk TV is, I'm like, Oh wow. I'm like, I'm, I'm really embarrassed, but I, I love, I love 90 day fiance. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever seen that show. <laughs> no, but uh, I've seen it in passing. I've seen clips of it on like YouTube and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a reality show. And there's a whole like series of like spinoffs and, uh, you know, the whole like 90 day fiance. There's 90 day the other way where they go to like the other countries. But essentially it's, you know, people who like meet someone abroad. Sometimes they like go on vacation and meet somebody, uh, you know, and hook up or whatever. But usually it's like on some kind of international dating app. And, you know, so then they bring them over here to the States and they've got 90 days to either get married or, you know, like, cause you know, they're on a K one visa. So you can come over on a K one visa and you can stay for 90 days, but you have to go home, you know, after that end of that 90 days, or if you get married, then you can stay while you work out your, your regular visa. So, um, So that's kind of like, you know, I, I like that. So it's funny, like, that's my, um, like, and I like it because like when, when I'm stressed out from like the last thing I want to do when I get home from work is watch something that I have to think about. So I just want to watch something totally trashy that I don't have to watch. I don't have to think about. It's completely superficial. (laughs) Uh, It's funny. uh, And it makes me feel better about my life. So, uh, (laughs) We like watching house hunting so, shows. Does that count too? Yeah, it does count. Uh, yeah. How, yeah, no, that that house like like Property Brothers or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Dave, yeah. Do you have any tra- trash TV that you like to watch? The you know, trash TV that I love, it's certainly not uh, high budget. It, I think the shows that I like get made because they cost next to nothing to make. I love uh, I love ghost hunting shows. Uh, <laughs> I think they're they're dumb as hell, and I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> like, have they ever found a ghost in one of these shows at all? No. They'll tell some of them will tell you that they have. Um, yeah. There's this yeah. new ghost hunting show on Netflix that I watched during Halloween or around the Halloween season. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, it's, it, doesn't Jack Osborne have one? And yes, he did. I don't know if it's still running, but he did one for a while. Yeah. 
and talking about Jay, Ozzy Osbourne's son. Yeah, yeah. And Jay Muse had was on something recently that was like a like a ghost hunting show or something. Was he? <clears throat> really? I uh, for the Halloween, yeah, I, so. I watched this BBC show called Ghost Watch. Have you seen it, Dave? Mm, I don't think so. So they what they did? They made this uh, like BBC did a special. Where they were like, all right, we're gonna, we heard about this house. It's haunted. We're gonna do like a BBC style deep dive documentary. Like, we're gonna like report the shit out of this house. <laughs> and they play it straight. Like, it's legit, 100% legit. And they didn't tell anybody that it's fake. Okay. So when people are watching it in 1990, I think it came out in 1994. Oh, I heard of, okay, go ahead. I've heard about this. And, uh, yeah, so everyone's watching this on TV on mm-hmm. Halloween night, yeah. thinking that this is a real news yeah. broadcast, and it like p- apparently scared the bejesus mm-hmm. out of people in England when this came out in '93. They had to like the next day like put a like a letter on the newspaper or whatever, say, "Hey, this is all all bogus. This was just a joke." Yeah, none I've, of that was real. I've heard about that event, like that 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 happened, uh, <clears throat> and yeah, that it was basically kind of a found footage film before. Yes, that was it's a, all very found footage. It was like before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What did you say the name of it was? Ghost Watch. You can go That's to archive dot org, and if you type in the search bar, you can find it and watch it for free. Cool. There. Yeah, I have absolutely heard of this before. Uh, so yeah, that'd be cool. All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to about do it for this episode. Uh, first of all, I want to thank our very special guest for uh, being with us tonight, Brian. Um, it, it's been an honor. It's been a lot of fun. So uh, let the people out there know where they can find out more information about your podcast and where they can contact you. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to hear more uh, more Disney chat, more Disney talk, uh, then uh, feel free to check out my show. It's called All About the Mouse, and um, you know it's pretty easy to find. You can find it on your I don't know, I don't even know if they're calling. I'm a, I'm an Android guy, so I don't know if they're calling it iTunes anymore, or if it's just Apple Music, Apple Music or whatever yeah. it is. It I is think it's okay. Just Apple so. I, Okay. I was say I use Apple Music for like cuz my my wife has a iPhone. So I you know, we have our joint account with that. So like I use that for my streaming music, but for my podcast now I'm I'm just using a different app, but it doesn't matter. Whatever your your major podcast aggregator is, you can usually find it there. Um just do a search for all about the mouse and um and and Carrie like I said is 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 on from time to time. It's great to have him uh, on over there, and uh, I, I I'd love to get you know the 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 group of you guys to come on. I, I think that'd be fun, you know. Like, and we'll talk about talk about Disney or, yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. So, so that that would be great. And uh, I, I gotta say, to thank you guys for having me. To- <laughs> I I can break out the bleep button for one episode. I think you know if we, if we need to. So <laughs> we can we can try to be in our best but, uh, behavior. I don't, I don't know though. <laughs> I, I, I promise but to be in my I, best I think, behavior. <laughs> I think I think George but, is know, lying. <laughs> But no, this this has been a lot of fun. I thank you guys for having me uh, because I I really enjoyed this, and uh, I I hope I have not 
um, talked too much <laughs> and put you guys over your time too much, but no, this has been a lot not. of fun for me. I don't get a chance. We're, to- we're here for you, sir. I just wanted to say, like, I, I think I mentioned to you the other night is uh, some of my favorite episodes that you do is your uh, your monthly news episode was Paul Barry from <laughs> Window to the Magic, friend of ours, both of ours. We know him very well. But when you guys get together, it's just it's sort of like this magical Disney thing with um, uh, Paul's sar- sarcasm. Is that is that a nice way to say it? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, well, they used to do like well, the, uh, the the ear and reviews. Well, I would say, and it's Paul's sarcasm, but it's also like it. It is some sarcasm, but it's also. Like I don't, I don't know if you call it dry sense of humor, but I love Paul's sense of humor. It's just, uh, yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah, no, I, I love getting together with Paul and, um, and yeah, we, we did, we used to do it. We used to do an ear and reveal. I won't go into the whole history, but it, it wasn't it wasn't my idea. Paul used to do it with Ricky Brigani of Inside the Magic years ago, and uh, I kind of picked up the, the the mantle when when Ricky stopped doing it. And we used to do like a thing, like a at the end of the year where we just go through all the things that happened through the Disney Company, and those turned into like five six hour long episodes. Uh, so did. I just don't have time for that anymore. So we said, hey, let's just do. Let, let, let's do one a month where we just go back and recap the news from last month. <laughs> I think I can do like a one hour, one and a half hour a month <laughs> versus sitting down right. and doing six or seven hours. <laughs> at well, one time. Uh, uh, yeah, no, Paul's one great. more time, um, dude. It, yeah. It, uh, one more time. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, let's talk Thank about, you. so if you're on the internet out there, metalgeeks.net, subscribe to the show. Um, on all of your favorite podcasting aggregate software, like you mentioned, that we're on Spotify and Apple and all those places. Um, at Metal Geeks on all the socials, uh, esonetwork.com. Check out all the cool shows I make up the network there. Um, if you're on Facebook, come check out the uh, Metal Geek Society uh, group. We have a lot of fun there talking. We always have funny memes and um, just talking about music and film and all that cool stuff that we talk about on the show. Uh, I think that's it. I don't think I forgot anything. Did I, guys? No, I don't think you're good. Okay. What about you, George? Where people can find you? Uh, well, I would say you could find me on Twitter these days. <laughs> <laughs> not going there. Uh, uh, probably not for much longer? Question mark? Not sure. Uh, right. So you if you want to find me around, I'm on Instagram, but I don't really do a lot of stuff there but i might change that i might be doing more there so at george trips is on all the social medias uh drop me a line we can chat about movies and dave good sir at red viking dave on the things uh yeah all the things <laughs> all of them you could give it a shot you never know <laughs> where i'll show up maybe t- maybe tiktok we don't know yet uh i'm probably eventually <laughs> Yeah, I'm about to say like Dave would be a perfect TikToker. Yeah, I'm probably gonna, I'm not I'm, disagreeing. I'm gonna maybe uh, do some art streams and stuff on there. So I was about to say it's gonna be it'll be really cool for your artwork. All right, so uh, thanks for tuning into this uh, this episode, guys. Uh, I'm calling it all about the geekery. Um, nice. So uh, once again, thanks to Ooh, Brian. Like and as always, we have one last thing we have to say. Keep it metal. And George. keep it keep it mousy. Ah, see what I, see what I did that. there. I was, very good. <laughs> can very can good. you give me a uh, one final Mickey Mouse? Oh, oh boy! <laughs> <laughs>
All right, guys. Oh, we forgot to say keep it geeky as well. Oh, and keep so. it geeky, guys. <laughs> Thank you. See you next time. Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal. Winter is coming. Prepare with a fine cigar and listen to the Cigar Nerds Podcast. We smoke cigars and talk about movies and all kind of nerdy things. Available at CigarNerdPodcast.com. Also on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.